we, we, got, we can say that we got them, yeah. We got screeners, and we're technically not allowed to talk about it until Monday. The, the 12th, Monday. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, well, we, no, we can't give a review until Monday. Right. And so, so you can't really talk about it as a review. So we're not doing a review of Star Trek Strange New Worlds today. We are absolutely 100% not going to give a review in any way, shape, or form. This is our... This is sure not a review. Not a review. Not a review. Of Stargate Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Right. That's not what, what this is. Not a review. What we will say is... I will not be sharing my thoughts about the first episode. Well, no, you really won't. <laughs> you really won't. Other than to say, and from my point of view, and I'll just say this is from me, is I think that you're going to like it. I think you'll like it. If, if, you're, if you're a fan of Strange New Worlds uh, and you're open to Star Trek being, what's the right word? Um, present. I guess Star Trek being in current day Star Trek. I don't know what's the best way to put it. Because I still feel like some of the lingo is is very modern yes. in a way. So Shane is going that route and I'm going yeah. the other route. I do Which not is, think you'll like it. Really? You don't think you don't think the first episode? No. Well, I think I think if you go back and you and without giving a review, because this is one hundred percent not a review. Not a review. Not a review. But if you do go back and you watch and I suggest everyone, listen, if you if you don't want to be mad next week, go and watch the pilot of Star Trek the original series. Just go do it. Go do it before Strange New Worlds comes out. And don't watch what Pike's doing. Don't watch what Una's doing. Only watch Spock. Only watch Spock. Watch that and then watch episode one. And then ask yourself if they handled it, if they handle it properly. How about that? All you right. think it's fair? No. No. Well, it's, not, it's not so much about his, about his character, and we can't talk about it, so... Oh, I see. This is I like see. not about this character. is okay. this is like such. For me, it's all always about the character. I feel like I'm being flicked in the junk right now because I can't say what I want to say. Um, well, mo- Monday. So hopefully, we'll maybe what we'll do Monday is we'll sneak on. Oh, we have uh, we have Tom on Monday right now, Constantino. Oh, Tom. Yeah, maybe we'll sneak on early, or maybe after that we'll do like a little review i'm not sure we should do something we need to do something we should turn raw rant into strange new worlds we can't because we got tom on are we allowed to talk about the first episode or the entire series we can talk about whatever we were given as long as it's not a spoiler right yeah so we should give we should give tom uh the same stuff too what did you just say no (laughs) stop right don't say anything tom (laughs) we don't we don't give screeners to anyone tom come watch this at my house tom (laughs) you were just wrecking us right now and you don't even know it look all i'm saying is oh man i really want to talk about this but i can't you can't you can't no you can't and i didn't expect that take all i was going to say was in my opinion like if you if you watch the pilot I do feel like that's what they're using as their as their fuel for Spock. So, but you did, so just to say really quick, I said I I said I kind of liked the first episode. Did you like it or not like it? Yeah, I didn't like it. You didn't like the first episode. Okay, didn't like it. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and talk about that on Monday. But we can talk about. So we haven't seen the whole series, and there is lots of information on Strange New Worlds coming up. Um, 
just based on everything we've been given, I think I gave you a link to one of the articles. I don't know if you have access to it. Yeah, I'll find it. But, um, you know, Strange New Worlds is going to be is going to be flashy Star Trek. And I will say 100 percent that uh, and, and for those of you who love Star Trek Discovery, that's great. No problem. I personally am not a fan. Um, I don't love it. Um, I'm watching it, you know, to talk about it with you guys, but I don't love it. And Strange New Worlds is definitely a step up for me. Um, but it is a shinier, new, different Star Trek than than the original series or any of the Berman verse Star Treks. Right, Brian? Yeah. So it's different. And and sometimes it's hard to watch something expecting what you've always had and it feeling different. And this does feel different. So I think if you're open to Star Trek being current, because I would say that Strange New Worlds feels current. Would you agree with that? Uh, you're, you're playing with fire here, bro. No, no, I'm not talking about what we've seen. Just everything, season one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know I guess it, it feels like a modern, like they've up, they updated, you know, uh, Star TOS. Trek's updated, right? Right, and it, and it would be fair to say that TNG was updated in the eighties for Star Trek, right? Sure, yeah. So if you're if you're okay with Star Trek being updated, then Strange New Worlds is definitely going to be um, a version of Star Trek in the two thousand twenties. Right. Yeah. All the characters are very attractive. So it has. They are. It they has really that, are. Yeah. It has that going for it. They're all yeah, very attractive. No, it's it's like Costco in the 1990s. <laughs> I don't know if you guys went. I'm serious. This is this is kind of funny. Like Costco in the 90s. <clears throat> I worked at Costco in 1991, and uh, they only hired like it was the best job in town. Like I was from a pretty small town, and. Everybody got paid like eight seventy five an hour to start when the minimum <laughs> wage was like four twenty five. Right, it's like double so. Minimum. It was like a huge job. So literally, everybody in town wanted to work at Costco, but the only people they hired were like young, hot people. Mm-hmm. Like so, when the older people would go to Costco, it was just like eye candy for everybody, men, women, the whole nine yards. Huh. And for a good long time, Costco actually, you, you could just tell they were only hiring good looking people. So, but now I go to Costco today and it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. There's no more hot people at Costco. We went to different Costcos when we were younger because the only reason I went to Costco was for free samples. That's a good reason to go. I would literally go there on my lunch break. Uh, I was working at like, I was working this like horrible sales job where you only got paid when you actually like sold stuff. It was the worst. <laughs> God, you only get paid when you actually worked. I totally get it. Well, you can work like 12 hours a day and make like 30 bucks, you know. <laughs> um, no, but I used to go there on my lunch break because I was so poor. And I would walk around. I had like a Costco card. I would walk around and uh, just eat free samples during my lunch break. Dude, you can get full at Costco yeah, on samples. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, so uh, so Strange New Worlds is a lot like my Costco, and uh, there's only attractive good. You know, even Joseph and Benga, you know, um, he seems more attractive this season. I don't know why that is, but it's his it's his demeanor. Yeah, something going on there. Yeah, it's his demeanor. Um, yeah, they're all attractive. You know, 
there's definitely there's uh, there's plenty of stuff I don't like about Strange New Worlds, um, and it's more evident now in its second season. But you know, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, and just to to, to um, comment here on New Yorker in Vegas. So basically, you're calling yourself hot. So well, I, I guess I get it, right? I just said I worked at the Costco, and all they hired was hot people, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, let me just tell you something. Eighteen-year-old Shane Montgomery was hot as fuck. I'm just yeah, letting you guys know. That's true. He he was uh, yeah. Fifty-year-old oh, yeah. Shane Montgomery. Eh, we've gone downhill a little bit, but you know we're still here. Nurse Chapel is tasty. This is true. No money, G. Is it at <laughs> least coherent? Besides the back talk and lack of professionalism to the chain of command and characters not acting like the characters. Yes, it is coherent. Yeah, and thank you for that $10 no money G. Um, it's coherent. Yeah, co- coherent is the right word. And I was looking for the back talk and lack of professionalism. And I know we can't really talk about it. But um, we, I think we can say that. And it's interesting because I, I watched the episode thinking, well, Brian's going to love this. That's funny. Um, I did not. I did. I, I thought. I thought so because he seems a little more lax on certain things than I am. Um, but it really, I do feel like there. This felt like it had a little more professionalism uh, than than season one, actually, in the first episode at least. Um. So I don't know. I thought it was trending in the right direction. It'll be interesting on Monday to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it is consistent. It's logical for the most part. Um, I wonder if you know. It's funny because I don't know why Brian doesn't like it right now. Normally, we talk about these things ahead of time, yeah, but we're in one of these. Situ- this is a really interesting situation because normally we know, and then we get on and we can talk about it. Now, neither one of us know really what we think, and we can't talk about it because we're live and we'll get in trouble. I swear to God, so, I thought Shane was going to hate this man. Because I'm watching, and I'm like, these are things that I know. I, you know, I normally let things go, but after like the fifth offense, I'm like, all right, come on, bro. Well, I and I'm I getting, watched... I was getting annoyed. I was getting annoyed for you. In fact, I think that I ended up not liking it because I was. You thought I wasn't gonna like it because because the more the more that happened, that was totally. I can't say anything, but <laughs> you can't. You can't. Say but I, but I kept thinking like Shane's not gonna like this. And I, I started writing notes where I was explaining the various uh, ca- uh, characters, and I, I do. I, it was detailed. I went detailed. I wow. talked about every character, why they did that. Oh my god! And wait till you get to episode two. It like doubles down yeah. on it. Yeah, you're gonna lose it. Well, it'll be interesting. I. You know, in in all context, I would like to go back and watch it again. But if we're talking about one character specifically, and I can't say what, and because of the prequel, because of the the the, the TOS um, episode where he is different, I, I saw that as like them really leaning into that. But maybe it's something else. We'll we'll talk about later. Um, are you talking about the Zindi bad guy? Oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> that's not. That's what a joke. What are you talking about? <laughs> that was messed up, man. You can't, you can't do that to Star Trek fans. That's not right. I'm like, no, Zindi. What are you talking about? Yeah, this is I, an Enterprise. I gotta be honest though. Uh, I feel like they've made plenty over the last, you know, couple seasons. You know, they've made plenty of concessions to Enterprise. They've made it very clear that the Enterprise is in their universe. They've acknowledged it. They've acknowledged 
uh, Archer and his dog and his crew. Are you talking about from Picard? I'm talking about Strange New Worlds. Oh. Because Strange New Worlds is a lot closer to Enterprise than anything else is. True. And they've acknowledged it multiple times. They have the ships. They talk about Archer. Why, why Why can't we see some of the aliens from Enterprise in... Strange New Worlds. Why can't we see Dr. Flox's people and Zindi and that mm. kind of thing? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, you are acknowledging an entire show that took place. You were the clo- you're the closest show to that that century. You know? Well, they, yeah. Like, they had Hammer. I guess Hammer, well, yes. And Hammer, that species was introduced in Enterprise. You're right. They are. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't. Yeah. If I if I had hopes and dreams for this season, is that and you know I haven't seen the last uh, four episodes yet, but well, more than that, you haven't seen the last five. Is, yeah. is it five? I saw six. How many are there? There's only three. There's only three in the thing. You saw six? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. There's six in the thing. Really? I only saw three. Yeah. Scroll over, dude. Come on, man. Oh, I wasn't scrolling far there's, enough. There's a scroll yeah. button. <laughs> Yeah, well, I saw, it, I saw yeah. six, and here's the thing. Um, and there's there's plenty, there's still time. But it, if I had hopes and dreams, I would I would hope that we have more connection to Enterprise. Only reason I'm saying that is because is because Enterprise did talk about the Gorn a lot, and other aspects, and you'll see it as you watch it. Other aspects of Enterprise is prevalent this season, but but there's no direct connections, you know. Mm. And we got the Anor last season, and we got the Gorn last <clears throat> season, which were two things that were explored a lot in Enterprise. So let's get let's get Doctor Flox. Can I get Doctor Flox? As people live like thousands of years, right? Let's get Doctor Flox in here. Actually, I don't know how long they live. They actually. live a long time. If, if they're they? jo- if they're joined or something like that. There there is a character that lives a long time. I'm not going to say who it is, but there's somebody that does. That's true. Um, yeah, and <clears throat> yeah, and that was actually a point of contention for me. I was like, interesting. Well, it's a new, it's a new alien. I think I hate that so much because I wasn't able to find that alien anywhere. So now you know what's funny. Oregon. You know what's funny though. I googled the same thing you googled. Yeah, and it did autocorrect for me. Mm. Uh, and so I think that there is a connection out there, but we can't even we can't even can't even research it until it gets here. So yeah. So let's talk about what we can talk about because everybody out there is going. You know what? I'm really tired of you guys talking about stuff like in code behind my back here. So <clears throat> what we can tell you is that next Thursday uh, we will be breaking down the first episode. In fact, we will have a video that'll come out and we'll also do a live review. Uh, that's next Thursday. <clears throat> we will come out with some sort of non-spoiler review uh, early next week before the show comes out. So we can actually talk about what we've seen to some degree. Um, but <clears throat> some things we can talk about here is uh, some things that they've talked about uh, that the, the people have talked about actually themselves. And we are hoping that on raw rant, we'll be getting, we've been promised. Uh, we've been promised by CBS publicity that we're going to get actors from strange new worlds on our raw rant show on Mondays. It's true. So I, I was promised hopefully two weeks of it. So let's see what happens. Hopefully we at least get one. We'll see who it's going to be. Um, if it were me picking, of course I want Anson Mount. Uh, if we can't get Anson Mount, then I want Ethan Peck. You're going the wrong way, Shane. Why? We need to start with Tapring. No, no. <laughs> Tapring first. 
You're always thinking with the other head, brother. That's no, what let's, I'm let's about. go to Pring, the Nurse Chapel. Then we have them on together. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you slide a little Spock. Then in the we slide a little Spock in there. <laughs> <laughs> and you make a sandwich. Right make there. a Spock Chapel mm. to Pring sandwich. <laughs> My gosh. Anyways, uh, what I was saying was hopefully, you know, and we'll let you guys know as soon as we figure out who it's going to be. And I'm going to tell them specifically not to prank. No, 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 no. How dare you? Go tell them, chat. Someone tell No, no. Hear me tell you why. If we tell them to prank, that's exactly who they're going to give us. Okay. And no, no offense to to prank, but she's not in enough episodes. Uh, You haven't seen them all yet. I'm just saying she's, she's not the main cast. And I asked for principal cast members. Okay. So I want, yeah, okay, that's fine. But like, I want also want to pring at some point. Listen, I understand you want to pring in general, just in life itself, but it's not, I'm talking. Oh yeah, not on the show. show. Not on the show. I'm just, I'm I'm just making a general statement right now. There's (laughs) no way they're letting anybody on our show now after this. Thank you. All right. (laughs) You know, they're watching to see if we can be trusted with any of their assets. Look, it's not my (laughs) fault. You make a show with nothing but like, between eights and tens, like everyone, even like the random transporter chief looks like he came out of a Abercrombie and Finch, you know, catalog. It's every single person, even Admiral April, like everybody on the show, every single person is like works at Costco at yes. least, at, between an eight and a 10. <laughs> They're all just insanely attractive. It's silly. I can't say anything about without, uh, without. I was about to say something that was wrong, but the, but there are parts when you're like, really, that character is that hot? What? what? But why? I mean, I'm not complaining, I, but Jesus. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know what's funny is to to their to their credit, the the flip side of that are all these TV shows that use nothing but ugly people. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Got to give them some credit. At least there they are were so many for... TV shows where <sighs> everyone. Is ugly, and you're like, I don't get it. Did you? Did you? You know what's? They, did I you if look putting, for people that were like? <laughs> they must be using a filter or something. I mean, even Carol Kane's in her seventies, and she looks. Young. She does. She does look great. She no. looks awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, what the no, hell is going I on? Wasn't, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna say that because everyone got. I know. I know. I have that granny <laughs> thing going on, but. <laughs> well, I think this one's legitimate. She doesn't look like a granny in this. Bro, thing. her introduction, I was like. <clears throat> Okay. <laughs> What's going on, man? You me. So it's so hard to even talk to you about this stuff. Hey, You're don't, so... don't come in here right now. I need five minutes. Stop it. You're awful. Just pause it and shut up. That's Lotka's <laughs> wife you're talking about from Taxi. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, um, but we can talk about some things that we everyone do is because... so so. I'm thinking, I'm in my mind what? is cycling their characters. They're all so hot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a single ugly character. Can you? Mm, yes the uh, the new Helms girl. Oh, I disagree entirely. Really? I totally disagree. I think she's think you're wrong. I think you're, I think you're wrong on that one. No, I, no. I, obviously, it's preference, but yeah. I, I disagree. It's I not my preference. Yeah. Well, see, and that's one of my preferences. So. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Well, you guys can you guys can figure out who that might be because Brian pretty much just gave it away. It's a actually man. no, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's to Pring. She's the new. Uh, no, no. <clears throat> not true. It's, it's not one true. of the Zindi insectoids. I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right. right. I mean, well, eight, if, six hands? That if could the be wings fun. fit. Mm, all right. <laughs> Maybe. <clears throat> Let's yeah. talk about some things we can safely talk about for this, this season. Okay. So, um, Anson Pike and Rebecca Romaine. <clears throat> and by the way, Rebecca just looks fantastic. Everyone, everyone I mean, is so. That's why I'm saying there might be a filter. So I mean, Rebecca was a model, obviously, but yeah, Rebecca remains. I mean, she's is, older now. Is classically attractive, though. Classically, yeah, I guess that's a good way of putting it. Like, 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 honestly, you could go back and watch X Men, and tell me I'm wrong. You know what's difficult is like she's hotter than Pike's girlfriend, like she, a lot hotter. She is. In fact, you know what's funny is, <laughs> oh my god, okay, I'm so glad you brought it up. The least attractive person is Pike's girlfriend. No, that's not true. That's not true. Oh, it's close. No, because listen, I mean, no offense to that person. It's not her fault. I mean, right. As far as like levels of personal attraction, I mean, you would have to say, you know, as great as Melissa Navia is, you know, she's not probably as attractive as Pike's. Well, she also reminds me of my sister. So, like, it really, like, yeah. That ain't gonna work. No, that's not. Gonna oh, happen. oh, okay. I see. That makes sense. Anyways, can we move on from the hotness here? Or actually, you brought it up, fault. bro. <laughs> that was my fault. Okay, so yeah, I was gonna say because some of the the events that break down in in episode one, you you start to, you, when you watch episode one, and we well, this is not a review. It's not, not review. reviewing it. It's not, not a review. review. Not a review. But but when you do watch episode one, keep in mind that whole attraction thing and like looks when you're looking at the relationship between say Rebecca and Pike's girlfriend. Anyways, I'm just saying there could be some jealousy involved. I don't know. Okay. Um, we'll see what happens. What episode did you watch? The first one, dude, dude. Oh my God. Shane, you, you started on episode. You started on the wrong episode. No, I didn't. Did I really? Yes, because I think it's because the the way the stupid system works, no offense to whoever created it. (laughs) But it doesn't system. scroll up and down. It scrolls left and right. And because I had already scrolled all the way to the right when I watched all of them, you started on the second page. No, you had already scrolled right. And I clicked on the first one, which was episode four. You see, I knew. And so that, and, okay. <sighs> okay. So here, first off, that episode's pretty good. Okay. So listen, I wasn't wrong. Okay. I have guys. I have not seen the first episode yet. <laughs> I've seen four and five though. So anyways, it's so well, by Monday, you... we will have seen them all. So there, and you know, what's funny is one of my complaints is I feel like it's out of order. I wonder if there's a way to actually like make this a better watching experience. I got to tell you episode five, no four felt like a good episode one. Yes. Yeah. Huh. That's, oh, interesting. That, and that's my that, that was my argument when I started watching. I was like, okay. why is why is this the first episode? Wow, I am so glad you mentioned that because in my brain I had this. I'm like, why is he freaking out so much? Okay, now we understand why we're on different pages. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, oh, this is this is actually a funny comment here by John Burns. Thank you, John Burns, for the support. 279 Carol Kane, special agent Viagra. She does look great. She really does. I was, really I was great. not expecting that. I was expecting yeah. 
my grandma to show up. And, and I'm going to have complaints about the character, but I'm also also fascinated about the character. So like it is definitely for me. And my mic level just dropped con- crazy. Oh my God. Sorry. It, 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 we're not hearing anything. Different. You're not hearing it, but the audience is certainly hearing it. Oh, okay. Well, just fix it and don't talk about it. Um. Anyways, like there's going to be problems. I'm sure. But like, it is also very fascinating. Like the show okay. is, the show is entertaining for sure. All right. Okay, well, uh, Kenneth Roque, thank you for the support. Five fifty from Kenneth. Uh, I see he took back the the podcast here. So if you guys want to knock him down, you can. And Ken can always try to keep keep himself there by by fighting back. So there's always that. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So let's keep. Well, so then let's talk about what we can talk about for this, um, and the fact that these are the words that have come from the people playing in the show. So a couple of things that you can expect. <clears throat> for Strange New Worlds is that uh, Anson Anson Mount playing Pike and Rebecca Romaine playing Una, uh, their relationship is going to grow a little bit more. And I don't think in, in like the, not in the, more like a brother-sister thing more than a, you know, romantic thing. And uh, because Una is actually, we learned that she's, and this is not from, this is not a review, this is from articles that were put out, is Una... Um, is Pike's confidant. Like, like she's, she's the Spock McCoy for Kirk, like for Pike. Right. That's her role in this. And what we learned from some interviews is that they actually envision themselves kind of as like the mom and the dad of the family of their enterprise family. So it'll be interesting. That's not really the dichotomy that I want to see in a Star Trek show. You know, it should be, you know, more professional military like, but, you know, them being the mom and dad is a lot better than Pike being um, the older brother. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's a problem I had with season one was it felt like, you know, there's too much cooking and too much, you know, lack of professionalism. And so Pike, to me, felt like not really like necessarily the guy in charge, but he felt more like like a big brother. No, he felt like the damn uh what, what's it called? Galley? What 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 is the position on a, a chef? ship? A chef. It's a called a chef. Mother. Right, really? That's what it's called. <laughs> you mean like the official the official I'm sorry. If that's what yeah. that's what it's called on like a real mm. navy ship. It's called the chef. Mess specialist. If that's okay. what you want. I was going to say if that was if it was just called the chef, the chef like All right, yeah. So he, he, yeah, he's more like the guy he, <clears throat> He plays Riker's character at the in the last episode of Enterprise more than he plays the captain. Right. And so where he's like cooking and talking to everyone. And you're like, all right, well. So it it does seem like he's going to grow into more of a father type role, which would be superior to being the older brother, in my opinion. Right. Um, We're going to see a lot more of an open Una in season two. Now, remember in season one, she's hiding her identity. Um, she's illegally, uh, she's not supposed to be in Starfleet at all because she's lying about her uh, race or her alien. What do we call a race or? Yeah, she's a, yeah. it's a race. Race. She's lying about her race, so she's not supposed to be in Starfleet. And of course, we know at the end of season one, she gets caught, figured out. What's the name of her and- race again, you know? Valerians? Uh, no. Illyrians? Al- Illyrians? Atherians? Atherians? Atherian. Like, Allir- oh, yeah. That that that's the crypto I lost all that money on. Atherian. Ethereum? <laughs> you shouldn't have lost well, I, I guess everybody lost money on it. Yeah, I lost money on it. No, um, uh, it's Illyrians. Illyrians. 
Yeah, because they're they're pretty cold people, actually. Whenever um, I was using the voice to text uh, to write my notes, mm-hmm. it kept replacing it with Valerians. Oh, which is weird because what is isn't that like? Uh, it's fantasy. A lot. That's like Valerians. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a fantasy thing. Yeah, science fiction fantasy. Um, so we do, we are going to see her open up more this season. She, we're going to, she's going to be more, you know, less reserved and you're going to get more of who her character really is. Uh, so I think that's kind of interesting. They talked about how, um, season two, uh, has, has created a better working relationship with the writers. Uh, so Mount was talking about the fact that, you know, after doing season one, the actors now have more control. They know who their characters are. And so they're, they're in that phase now where the writers are coming to them to talk about what they're writing for the characters because the actors understand the characters. Whereas in season one, you know, the writers are putting it down and the actors have to kind of figure it out. So now there's more of a cohesive kind of working relationship with the writers, which he thinks is making all the characters even better. Right. So that's pretty cool. Um, everyone keeps saying it's all about this season taking big swings genre wise. Um, so you can expect a lot of different types of episodes this season. So, um, you know, episode nine uh, from everything that all of the actors are talking about is like just out there is just that's what they keep saying. It's out there. It was so intensive of an episode that um, they ended up working weekends to get it done. And that's usually at the end. They don't usually do that kind of stuff. Interesting. So that was interesting. Um <clears throat> something else I was going to say about that. Um, yeah. So, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, with genre type stuff, as long as they do it like TOS did where you like, it's gangsters one week, Greek gods, you know, different types of genres. And I'm okay with that. Um, last season they did it. They did that fantasy episode that one week where the whole ship turned into like a storybook fantasy. So, I mean, if they're doing genres like that and it stays true, you know, then I'm fine with that. So if it's, (laughs) <laughs> Akiva's Akiva Goldsman's mantra is Star Trek can be a lot of things and that's good. And it's also a little scary. Yeah. So if it's done, like I just mentioned it, then fine. But if Star Trek can be anything, including not Star Trek, then I'm not okay with that. So that's a problem for me. Yeah. Also, I guess redundant when like every episode you're talking about race. You know what I mean? Okay. Or Meaning. emotions or whatever, like when like there's there's one like what did Discovery do? Um, mm. It was like yeah, it was all about mental health or feelings, right? And like every episode, so like even doesn't matter if you took giant swings and you did some cool stuff. It, there was still this underlying constant story that was grating and just really not something you wanted to focus on every episode. If you want to take a swing and have an episode that deals with like a serious problem, that's fine. But when the entire season is the underlying story is about this serious problem, it's it's exhausting. It's exhausting mm. as a viewer. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. Um, so so we'll see what happens there. Um, we, it just needs to feel like Star Trek. And the episode I saw, which I'm not supposed to talk about, it's not a review. Not a felt review. Like Star Trek. Not a review. It, I got to tell you, I'm really surprised I didn't see the first one. And we're going to have to talk about that more because it literally picked up from where it left off. Like, okay. Yeah. 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 It did that. 
That's that's why you're not going to like the first episode. And this is it's mm. very interesting now. When you were like, yeah, you don't like them. I'm like, huh. <laughs> really? Hmm. Yeah, okay. Huh. Well, that's interesting. I am. I am now. This is going to be so, guys next week. This is going to be so much fun to talk about. Yeah, like when you actually watch the first one, you're going to be like, "Why these choices?" I... Oh, all right. Hmm. Maybe it's a good thing I didn't watch the first one because I might have had a hard time holding my tongue today. So you're doing a really good <laughs> job of it. Uh, let's talk about some other things that that they that they were allowed. So <clears throat> Mount talks about tremendous support from the network. Now this is interesting. Um, you know, the network be, meaning Paramount and, uh, Alex Kurtzman trusted them to take those big swings. Um, and that's a signal to me that strange new worlds is becoming the flagship show for Paramount, you know, with discovery going into its final season, it's obvious that they're going to take the attention and put it on strange new worlds. W- what does that tell me? It tells me that not only was discovery, <laughs> this is very interesting, not only the discovery went five seasons and now they're taking it off the air. It just kind of proves to me that strange new worlds got more viewers than discovery did, you know, because as a network, if you're get if, if your show is still getting the most viewers, you're going to keep that show going. So it's obvious to me that strange new worlds must have overtaken discovery on people watching the show. Right. Um, and that's part of the reason. So now Strange New Worlds has become this this flagship show. I would be very curious to see what the numbers look like of Picard Season 3 placed against Strange New World Season 1 and when it's done, Strange New World Season 2. We'll probably never get to know what that answer is because the network's never going to share it with us. Yeah, well, but, to be fair, though, mm-hmm. uh, we, get a, we get a little bit of information because you know, uh, Picard cracked the top 10 of Nielsen. And so if the strange new worlds doesn't, then we're going to know that Picard did better. Yeah. Well, we should, if they don't get, well, it could be, it could be compared to whatever else is on the air. So you can't really necessarily say, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like it cracked, but what's it up against? What else? What does make Nielsen? That'll be interesting to see. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so we talked about the mantra. Okay, yeah, Akiva Goldsman's mantra. So as long as it's Star Trek, it'll be okay. The Lower Decks crossover episode, if you guys didn't know, it's directed by Jonathan Frakes, who, of course, played uh, Commander Riker in TNG, Captain Riker in Picard Season 3, <clears throat> Seasons 1 and 3. Um, Rebecca talked about doing the episodes and saying that it was, like, ridiculously fun to do the crossover Lower Decks episode. Um, Anson said he's, he didn't think that he's seen any stars ever come in with so much ownership of the material. So like any, any guest actors, this is like the first time they came in. He said he felt like they had just like ownership over the material. So, I mean, there's a confidence there. I mean, lower decks has been around since before strange new worlds. So maybe there's, they had a feeling of confidence cause they've been doing the, doing the content for so long. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's they're also younger and they're more headstrong and and um, Jack Quaid, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is very like he takes control over what he's doing. Like he's very, he's one of those guys who looks sort of um, wimpy, but he's he he does take charge a lot. You see him okay. in interviews; he's he's constantly in charge of the interview. Like that that is his personality. Okay, that's cool. 
Uh, he uh, Anson goes on to talk about there was a lot of improv from them when they came on the show, which is not typical, I think, when they're doing it. But the, they did a lot of improv. Uh, and Frakes was critical to be the director because they felt like he really needed to massage the two worlds tones together because tonally uh, lower decks is way different than strange new worlds, right? Lower decks is slapstick, you know, comedic strange new worlds is fun, dramatic, I guess. Yeah. Dramatic would make sense. Yeah. Um, so th- they had to find a way to cross that over. And he was saying he doesn't think anybody but Frakes could have done it, which I thought was interesting. Um, so talking about favorite episodes. So Celia, Celia Gooding, who plays Uhura, uh, said her favorite episodes are nine and six, I believe episode nine, because it goes way out there. And then episode six, because I think that episode is going to probably center on her based on the interview that, that we're looking at here. Uh, Melissa Navia's favorite is episode four, which apparently is the one I watched. Um, and my note for this one was interesting because it says it means you can expect to see a lot of these characters in this episode. Episode four will feature a challenge that Navia and other characters don't think they're up to. Um, but then they get it done. Um, and watching that episode, I don't know. I didn't get that. So, (laughs) so if that is episode four, I will, I'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, something happens that we can't talk about that. That is out of the ordinary, but um, yeah. Weird. Uh, we can expect to see uh, <clears throat> Uhura will be mourning Hemmer's death. And uh, we get to see Ortega's backstory this season. And we can expect to see Uhura leaning more on the crew than we saw in season one. Remember season one, they were, she wasn't sure how much she could trust people and she was kind of independent. It looks like this season she'll be leaning on her friends in uh, difficult situations. Yeah, I tracked. All right. So that's what I've got for strange new worlds. And uh, we'll have to see what happens Monday. Hopefully Monday we can do a a non-spoiler review. Um, And then, yeah. And then we'll have the official review out next Thursday. Be curious to hear what you guys think of, um, of what we talked about today and your, you know, what you feel about the show coming up. Are you excited to watch it? Are you concerned? You know, how did you feel about season one? What do you think, Brian? Um, I'm just, uh, love it or hate it, I'm ready for the adventures of Space Daddy and his crew of, uh, runway models. Ready to go. <laughs> I didn't hear Star Trek in there anywhere, but okay. Oh yeah, and Star Trek. <clears throat> and Star Trek, okay. Excellent. Yeah. Did you freeze? No, I didn't freeze. <laughs> No, I got distra- I got distracted by this my wallpaper. It's Tapring and Spock with You need to stop off. with that. <laughs> Anybody else think Brian needs to get laid? I don't know. Like it seems like the last few weeks have been just really weird. Shut up. <laughs> okay, moving on from my love life. Well, hopefully we'll have more, you know, yeah, we'll have more on this as, as we get there right now. There's not been, I don't know why Paramount is not letting everybody out to talk. It's been very slow to get people out there. I don't know how much the strike has to do with stuff. I'm not sure certain, but, uh, we have definitely not gotten a lot of information for a show that's going to launch next week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mm. it's also, I'm just being honest here. 
it's not a good sign when your embargo is, is that close to your release date. Well, or it's fear that people are going to give up too much information. Yeah, normally it's because you don't want, you know, anyone getting turned off, you know, on the on the on the on the on the show or movie or whatever, you know. Well, then you just make it Wednesday. <laughs> I guess well, at you least could. they did give you the whole week. That's true. You That's know? true. Yeah. All right, let's move on, man. Let's talk about aliens. <laughs> that it. Not attractive aliens. Regular aliens. Mm. Oh, name me an attractive alien, please. Tapring. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, she's Vulcan. Yeah. Name me an attractive alien that doesn't look human. Um, any of the Ori- or- Orion slave <laughs> girls. But they kind of still look alien. They still look human. You mean they're, they're just hu- green. They're humanoid. Yeah, well, not humanoid, but like, give me one that's like got like three arms or four eyeballs or something anybody yeah i don't yeah that doesn't do it for me that doesn't do it for you it's gotta it's gotta have the human appeal yeah it's it's got it's gotta look like like i can engage in coitus with it (laughs) without hurting myself (laughs) and then and then i can deem it as attractive or not so not klingon ladies how about the dura sisters no i'm not yeah not in the klingon checks you don't do the fangs it's it's really it's the really aggressive forehead ridges that I'm more concerned about. Um, all, although the tardigrade got had a nice dumper, you gotta admit, we'll sway to his action, right? Okay, I'm sorry, I asked the question now. <laughs> now that I think about it, tardigrade's not bad looking. Well, you know, xenomorphs, you know, that was a female. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. All right. <clears throat> Let's talk aliens, shall we? Uh, I don't know. Guys, were you not shocked this week? You know what's funny is like the news came out and like nothing happened. Like literally yeah. nothing changed. Like this, this supposedly groundbreaking news comes out and the world just said, hey, what's for lunch? Um, if you guys didn't know. <laughs> we're, we're, we're so tainted by horrible nonsense that we're like, like, yeah, uh, they they got spaceships, aliens, really like, yeah, we sort of figured. Anyways, what Panera? would it take? You, you want Panera? <laughs> yeah. Listen, what would it take? Seriously, <clears throat> this is a serious question. What would it take for humanity to take this alien thing seriously? Like, what needs to happen? Because we've we've had like admit, hey, yeah, there's things out there by the government, by our government. Uh, we've had lots of eyewitness stuff from people high up we've had some incredible stories there are sightings there are video evidence literally every other day of things in the air that is just totally unexplainable that makes zero sense what would it take what do you think brian has to happen for people to believe in aliens i just thought it was really funny when shane was going over the story if you listen to shine the ai shane um there's a there's a moment where he's talking about the hardened mm. lifelong decorated fighter pilots yeah that are seeing things on a near weekly basis and uh, no uh. one is alarmed about this <laughs> <laughs> like the way he says it is really funny because he's it's a good point like like these are not <clears throat> like crackheads these right. aren't like people that are like ha- that smoke too much weed and and <laughs> was up too late 
dude, look at these the are these yeah. are hardened, decorated veteran fighter pilots that have spent more time in this in the sky than they've spent in the sack, right? And they're like, yo, there is stuff up here that don't make no sense. Mm. And no one everyone's like, oh, okay, okay, all right, next. And no one's paying attention to this. Like the the most evidence that we have of something fishy going on is the is the guys that are like, hey guys, uh, there's stuff going on. There's stuff going on. <laughs> there's stuff going on, and and, and, and they're the definition of uh, upstanding testimony. Yes. And no one and no one cares. It's so it's weird. Wild. Remember that movie? Don't look up. Where the asteroids coming? Yes, that was great. From non Netflix, you know, and that's uh, as the that one Jonah... time I found uh, what's that actress's name? Uh, Which one, Meryl Streep? No, the <sighs> it's in Hunger Games. Was it the, pre- the 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 president? No, the main actress in Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Uh, oh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, that's the <clears throat> one time I found Jennifer Lawrence not attractive. What is with this? Everything is gauged. I don't know what. I don't know what it was. I think it was like the way. I don't know what it was, but like every moment she was on screen, I was like, like a part. Parts of me were crawling inside my body. Like I couldn't. It's her. It's her recent politics that have gotten to you. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Her that is unfortunate because her persona in the world has 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 been weird. J Law, J Law. (laughs) Um, yeah, so that movie was all about, of course, no one believed that the asteroid was coming to destroy the planet. Right. And people just kept going about their business and they kept trying. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody really believed it. And, and the alien thing is kind of similar to that in a lot of ways. So well, let me just tell you, if you didn't hear, because none of the major news outlets would cover this. I find this interesting. This is super interesting that none of the major news outlets would cover this. Oh, Fox covered it. Well, the. I'm saying like the big newspapers, none of the. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fox, uh, the news, like the TV station had, had Nick Pope on. Yeah. So yeah. On a smaller scale, but I'm talking New York times. I'm talking Washington post. I'm talking about none of these people around the article. Here's what happened. Uh, former intelligence official, David Grush, uh, who led analysis of unexplained anomalous phenomena, UAP vehicles or UAP, things in this in the sky uh within a u.s department of defense agency has alleged that the u.s has craft of non-human origin not just a craft several crafts multiple times they've been doing it for decades he says what did he say he said they've been basically finding crashed alien vessels and whole alien vessels for decades now and it's it's a crash retrieval project uh, this guy, if you don't know who this guy is, <clears throat> this guy is a uh, former intelligence official, but he served basically as part of the 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 program which the Air Force uses to search for H- for UFOs. He, he was in that program. I think mm. it was called ATIP before. Um, There's a program that is <laughs> that's that's their entire job. That's their job. Their job is to search. You figure out what's going on with these UAPs. How do I get a job like that, man? Well, you got to join the military. And then you have to, yeah. Um, So here's, you know, here's what's interesting. What he claims, what he claims is this. And now, honestly, the one thing you got to say about this is that he's not seen anything himself. Like, these are all 
things that have been reported to him by people in said program, people that are high up in the intelligence um, apparatus that say that have reported to him that these things are going on, that these things are happening. And he finally got tired of essentially be, Congress being lied to. And he decided he was going to whistleblow and he was going to come out with all of this information he has and let Congress know that there's an organization in our government um, that is not, you know, telling Congress about what's going on with this alien stuff. And um, now that organization he's talking about, there's no evidence of it. Like there's no like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's that organization like Area 51. It's not like he said, hey, Area 51's doing it, right? He, right. This organization, like, doesn't exist. So, like, when Congress goes, oh, this organization, what is this organization? Oh, it doesn't exist. So, it's completely off the books, right? <clears throat> and this is what he's saying. Um, this is absolutely crazy. So, let me tell you why this is interesting news. And just from my perspective, and I'll give you guys my perspective on it, on this whole alien thing. Um so I served in the Navy from 1993 to basically 2013 and, um, or 14. And, uh, during my time in the Navy, I didn't have any alien stuff happen to me at all. <laughs> no, nothing like there was no, like, look up in the sky. And I got to tell you, I was on aircraft carriers. I've been to six of the seven continents. I've been everywhere. Never seen anything alien. I want to see something alien. And I tried looking up to see something, but I never did. Lo and behold, come to find out that if you're familiar with the Tic Tac incident where David Fravor uh, was, a was a pilot in charge of his squadron and saw a Tic Tac basically shaped UFO um, engaging with something on the ocean, you know, on the ocean. Uh, multiple people saw it. Multiple radars saw it. Um, I was in that operating area with that aircraft carrier. So I was on the USS Ronald Reagan and uh, the Nimitz was the other aircraft carrier. And we were doing workups at that time. I was active duty Navy. So I was there when that happened. Like I, it just blows my mind to this day to realize that when that incident was occurring, I was in those waters, but we had no idea what was going on. So I never heard anything about this. Um, it's and, and typically, even if something like this had happened, then it would have been highly uh, discouraged to talk about it because they want people focused on the mission. They don't want people focused on nonsense. And they would have thought of this, especially back in 2005, as nonsense. So so that's my perspective. And, and what I can tell you is that <clears throat> I find it really interesting that um, the intelligence apparatus and the fact that, you know, I, I have so many years in the government. And let me be honest with you guys government is not capable of really huge in-depth programs. <laughs> yeah. They're not capable of it. They're not capable of like, you know, like forward thinking really like, you know, the military is made up of a bunch of individuals, a bunch of people who they go and do a job in the military, but then they also go home and they hang out with their family. And on a large scale event, most commands don't even like most commands are pretty internal to each other. So whatever happens in your command, you're like all about what's happening in your command and, and that's cool, but you don't really have overreach with other commands. You don't really give a shit what's happening to those guys over there because right. it's not your mission. 
And one hand doesn't usually hold the other. So two commands aren't usually talking to each other, right? So if something was created to do like this vehicle recovery program, then, you know, it's got to be on par with like the creating the atom bomb back in, in, you know, during World War II. Also, the people, the support staff that would be required to run that operation would go out of their way they'd be telling their their friends and their family about about some alien ship it would be so hard to keep under wraps it would be difficult and it would have to be like really tightly done um i mean is it possible it is if it's like one entity um it could be done but i i find it highly it is very hard to believe that something like this is going on now my personal belief is that um you know, I do believe that there's something out there. I do. I really do. Um, you know, David Fravor was no joke, man. That guy, um, you know, he served aboard my aircraft carrier, um, part of the carrier air group. Straight guy. That guy's he's not going to. It's probably not something you ever want to talk about. It took years for it to come out. Um, yeah, and I, mean, I believe every word that that man said. Yeah. Stat wise, uh, aliens mathematically have can only exist i mean if you're talking about other worlds you know and like as many planets there are and stuff like that i mean my theory and this is only a theory is that the aliens that are here uh are stuck here so oh, i think oh, oh like like do you think they came from like another planet a millennium like a long time ago, ago. yeah so real quick so what he's what he was talking about numbers wise he was saying that with all the with all the stars, the suns, the planets, the systems in the in the universe, uh, mathematically there has to be more than just humans, right? Right. But a lot of people would argue that even though mathematically that's correct, the aliens have to have to exist. Um, the odds of them finding us that that exact number that makes it mathematically impossible for them not to exist also makes it mathematically improbable that they would find us because it's so vast. Right. Shane's saying that they they got stuck here a millennial ago and they've been a part of our culture. Yeah, it's not a part of our culture. No, no, I, th- I don't think they're part of our culture at all. I, th- I think that I found one. Is... <laughs> Everybody with Asperger's is an alien. Look what no, he said. Um, I'm an alien. <laughs> there's evidence. There's evidence. It's Elon. Yeah. Um, no, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I believe. And I'm and I'm based on no formal evidence whatsoever, just based on, well, the first thing I tell you is I didn't necessarily believe there were aliens or any sort of, I didn't believe it until Fravor came out with his, with his Tic Tac story. I didn't believe it. And then the other pilots on the East coast that I did all of the the workups with those guys over there, these guys aren't saying anything that's going to make them look like fools. They're just not going to do it. Right. So the fact that, that it's happening so when you go into this and you look around, there's just too many things happening in the world right now. There's too much. I mean, just the other day, there was evidence of like 12 minutes of this giant V-shaped craft above Camp Pendleton uh, with lights that were seen by military people. And, and and this is the same, the Phoenix Lights thing that's been going on for some time. It looks exactly like that, the same lights. It's, this thing's been reported all over Southern California, and it's the size of like a football field. And it's hovering for 12 minutes. And everyone's like, we don't have anything that does that. <laughs> They're like, hey, what's that thing? I don't know. You want Panera? 
Panera. Right, right. Well, you know what it, it reminds me of? Like one of those uh one of those uh Avengers air ships. Oh yeah, the you know the aircraft the carriers in the hide, sky. Hide, it's oh man, you got me. Hey, ah, uh, go ahead, I'll find it out. But what, what I'm saying is, is that's what it's kind of like. You know how they just kind of like float, float there. You know, yeah, it they've was got in, it these was agents too. Yeah, so I mean, that's kind of what. Yeah, so that's kind of what it reminds me of. I mean, it's there's so many sightings of it. I and mean, if you guys listen, I don't know if you've gone down the rabbit hole on on stuff, but. There's crazy stuff. And there is an incident that took place. If, if nothing else convinces you about the alien thing in Africa, there was a school where aliens visited a school, right? Reportedly. Uh, let me look at this up real quick. I wasn't prepared for it. Here, I'll show while you're doing that. I'll show what a helicarrier is. <clears throat> Basically, it's an aircraft carrier. But it's in the sky, man. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. Right. That kind of reminds me of that in a way, because it's just like floating there. And I, I can promise you, we, we haven't built anything like that. Okay. Nothing that hovers in the air. No, that would that'd Government- be, be massive news. That would be like, that would be like a leap forward in technology in like 15 different types of technology for that to happen. Yeah. It's just, it's just not going to happen. The power requirements alone would be impossible. Right. Well, some of this alien tech apparently, and we can, we'll talk about that in a second, but so on September 16th, 1994, there was a UFO sighting outside of Zimbabwe, 62 students at the aerial school aged between six and 12 said they saw one or more silver craft descend from the sky and land on a field near their school. One or more of the creatures dressed all in black, then approached the children and telepathically communicated to them a message uh, with an environmental theme, frightening the children and causing them to cry. Um, now, what's interesting about this <clears throat> is that um, um, they, they, the skeptics, they've tried to describe it as like a mass hysteria. But the problem is, is they actually went back and the kids drew pictures of what they had seen. Yeah. Right. They yeah. took the kids separately. All right. They separated the kids immediately. And had them all draw pictures of what they saw. And they all drew something similar. They didn't have time to talk about it. They didn't plan it. They separated them and then they drew it. That, these two are like identical. Now these are six-year-old, seven, eight. These are kid, little kids. Okay. In Africa. Look at this right? one. This looks like a time machine or something, bro. Uh, yeah. Well, that's another theory. It could be. Um, could be. Could be time. Oh, that looks like a time machine. I mean, how do you know what a time machine looks like, honestly? Well, I feel like a time machine would look something like this. Okay. Also, an alien vessel would look something like that. Yeah, and there's like Egyptian onks over it. Yeah, that's true. That could have been added as artwork. But, you know, the the fact is they all have the same thing. And so these kids are questioned. And uh, anyways, if you've seen the story, it's totally believable. Like... There's no way these kids are lying about this stuff. So anyways, the bottom line is that I do believe that there's something out there, me personally. And it's taken a lot of this evidence in order for me to feel that way. Uh, But does that mean that what this guy is saying today is true? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. There's a couple of different things it could be. Um, It could be a counter information campaign. So there's a lot of things going on in the world right now. We are at very interesting odds with China. Um, Imagine if 
we wanted China, China to believe that we had access to stuff that they didn't have access to. How would you do that? We got some alien ships, China. Like, right? We've already no. had all this. Re- <laughs> We've already had all this reported stuff come out. Right? We'll about share your alien ships with us. <laughs> right. White man. So if and I got to tell you, China's China's scary. China's China's powerful. They're ready. Like they're preparing to go to war. 100 percent. Yeah. China don't care. And it would it would not surprise me in the least bit if the government decided to do a counter information thing. And this alien thing is a big deal. Um, the guy who who's reporting this information, I'm not saying that he's not telling the truth. OK, I don't. Nobody knows, obviously. All I know is he's not giving firsthand information. So everything he's reporting on is what other people have told him that say they're in the program. It's all secondhand information. So, you know, that he would be an ideal target. He's a lieutenant uh, in the military. So he's a junior officer in intelligence. He says he's being told by senior people that this stuff is happening. He's not giving any names because it's, it's secret information. But that is one way to... Let your adversaries know, don't mess with us. We have alien technology. Right. Right. So that's one, that's one way it could go. China. Uh, huh? Oh, China. China. Um, that's one way it could go. It could be something. It could be true. I mean, if you go back to Bob Lazar and you listen to his story, of course, he's the famous guy who whistled blue, I guess, on Area 51, said he worked out there and he went to the local Las Vegas News, told his story. And uh, interestingly, for years, all of the things he said that were about his life, had some of those things had been erased. Uh, the, the fact that he worked at Caltech or he worked over in California at one of those, one of those places um, was erased uh, by the government. Come to find out uh, by people who worked there in like a yearbook or something like that that was there, he was there, right? So he was there, but yet his record had been re- erased. He had also described like the mechanism that used for checking in at Area 51, like the type of, he described it completely. Years later, we would come to find out that that is exactly the, the security thing that he went through, apparatus, that's, that Area 51 has. So, and of course, what Bob Lazar said is that he worked on an alien, uh, alien technology. He worked on a, on a spacecraft trying to figure out, um, you know, what propelled it. Because it was an anti gravity engine. Yeah, element one fifteen. Uh, element one fifteen is what powered it, and it's something that we couldn't produce or can't produce. And he did, you know, there is some speculation that he had some of it or something like that. There's some video, but you know, it's come to find out so that some of the things that Bob Lazar said are true. And I got to tell you, this would line up with some of the things he said because he said that the hangar, I believe, had like ten or eleven or twelve of these craft. Right. And he also said that he was told they were found at like a dig site that were maybe they perhaps were as much as 100,000 years old. Right. Now, that could be counter information as well. But that's the things that Bob Lazar talked about. So, I mean, could it be real? It could. It could. How you keep it secret all this long time? I don't know. You would have to, you know, national security, you know, serious consequences like. Sit and tell people like, like literally we're going to kill you and your whole family. If you tell anybody, hmm. you know, something like that. Why would the government not tell us about it? Fear, um, control. If that's the case, like imagine a panic. 
that's the other thing that this could be. This could be absolutely not true with that. Zimbabwe UFOs. Oh, those are art, art renderings. Yeah, looks cool though. Yeah, super cool. One of the things that those kids were being told, and this is something we haven't talked about either. One of those, those things that was being said uh, to those kids that telepathy, tele- telepathically, what the kids were being told was that technology is bad. That's what they were being told. Uh, and that they were being given visions of of technology basically destroying them. It was like, don't use TikTok. It'll melt your brain. <laughs> Trust me. Little did they know back in 94. Little Blorbeck is on TikTok all day and we can't get him off. (laughs) Well, it's interesting that that would be the message. And they're not, that's not the only group that had, there was a group in Australia that got a similar message that they reported. But what's interesting is, is when did the aliens really start showing up that we were aware of, right? Um, According to all reports, you know, really about the time of, uh, you know, when we started, you know, we dropped a couple of atomic bombs and we started creating, um, you know, um, explosive atomic weapons. That's when the aliens really started showing up. That's when we, they really start, we start getting a lot of evidence, a lot of reportings of sightings was about the time that happened. And guess where a lot of these reports come from? A lot of the reports come, listen, if you haven't looked into this stuff, it'll blow your mind at how many nuclear sites have alien ufo reports okay like seriously weird reports from high level people in our country in 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 europe in russia where like literally ufos have come in and have like zapped silos and literally messed with the system okay the reports on this stuff i'm not making this stuff up it's out there uh reports of of these types of things where like nuclear weapons have been activated and and turned off right by these uaps flying over right like a laser coming from the uaps it's it's like weird stuff but you're hearing this from like old base commanders and people who worked at these sites and stuff like that and from russia i'm telling you it's really very odd that they're all centered around nuclear bases nuclear activity and you've got these messages being what if this is this is my my idea my personal idea what if they live here? <laughs> what if they have and there's been talk of, you know, aliens living under the water. Ooh. Like you have a lot of the UAPs going under underwater. Atlanteans. No, no. Why you like Stargate? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I like the like the like maybe uh the stories are true in Atlantis. Oh, I see. Did sink, but it didn't sink on you know, mm. on accident. Okay. Well, all right. Yeah, I guess that would be one way. But I think, you know, if you think about it, the ocean is extra is there is less exploration on the ocean than we have on our own moon. Right. We know we know very little about the ocean. Um, It's a place that's hard to get to. Um, It would be very easy for them to be hiding beneath the crust in the ocean or somewhere in the ocean. Right. Yeah. so that's like one of my ideas. Like if they're here on earth with us and listen, if they're here and we're like launching nuclear missiles at each other, well, guess what? Their home is now in danger as well. Right. If they live here with us. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And they, can, and they can't leave. And if they can't leave, right. So if they're stuck here, like if they came from far, far away and, and came here to a, it's going to sound crazy, but 
uh, mess with the human race. Crazier, you mean? Right, crazier. Yeah, because I mean, you think about it, we sure look an awful lot different than than the you know um, than the apes and the and the and the creatures that came before us. If you look at like the bones of early mankind, we don't really shape up really well. Uh, makes you wonder if if some of the theories about like Inky and Inlel are you know and the stuff that happened you know a long time ago has something to do with aliens you know bioengineering us right. So I mean that's a possibility, right? That's what it was. That's why I'm. That's why I'm so damn handsome. <laughs> well, there you go. I've been bioengineered. So, so if they're here, they don't want us to destroy the planet, right? And maybe right. that's maybe that made them become active, and they've been maybe searching of I don't know, flying around trying to figure it out. There's so many weird types of UFO stuff. I mean, that, that's just one type, like these crafts. There are also these balls of light out there that like change shape. Oh yeah, like seem to have a mind of their own. Ball lightning now. That's a no, no, not no, not ball lightning, not ball lightning. What is this right here? What's going on here? That looks like a cloud. They must think it's like a something in a cloud. That's the weirdest cloud I've ever seen in my entire life. Honestly, the photo doesn't look real. Hmm. Yeah, ball lightning is a real thing. It's like charged. I know, but this is not. This is not ball lightning. So if you do, if you look into it enough, then you can you'll. There's been reports of, of these, uh, you know, basically UFOs or UAPs or whatever. And they're, you know, up in the sky for 20, 30 minutes floating around and going different directions and zipping from here to there, changing shapes. Uh, you've had things about, you know, alien vessels that change shapes that go from like, you know, one type of craft can can shape to another type of craft. Um, could they be interdimensional beings? That's something to think about. Sometimes, you know, could they be from a different dimension and they happen to just kind of overlap with ours from time to time? And that's why they don't interact with us. We can kind of see them, but we don't interact with them. And just when we're about to, they disappear, you know? Right. <clears throat> so, I mean, th- th- there are different theories. I mean, you got the dark side of the moon, which we never, that never faces us. How weird is it guys that the moon is like the exactly correct distance from us, the exact correct shape the correct, you know, based on us and the sun, our planet shouldn't have a moon that big. There's so many weird things about the moon that just doesn't make sense. You know, the fact that part of the moon might be hollow. There's just some really weird stuff going on. So there's Nazis on the moon. I've already, I've already figured no, that out. No, no. See, that's that's even crazy. To me, that's even crazier than aliens. Yeah, but it's a fun movie. John Burns, Shane View, too much. We get Brian's for change. Okay, John, your wish is my command. Oh, you want Brian's view? Well, also make sure you add up John Burns' other thing here, which was attractive alien doesn't look human. His suggestion is Cheech Marin. Oh, okay. Yeah, I he guess. He looks alien. Yeah, he does look like an alien. I actually know a guy that looks like Cheech Marin. Like, no, I'm not joking. And uh, it's it's uncanny. It's really funny. I always try to get him to do, like, things involving marijuana, and he's very, he's a very staunch religious man, and he doesn't like it, but it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, from Rick Thoughts, I think the disinterest is by design easier to operate with less scrutiny. Mm. Interesting. It's an interesting thought. Yeah. Uh, you know, the whole men in black neuralizer idea, right? But in reverse, make it so people neuralize themselves because they don't care anymore. You know? 
Thank you, by the way, Rec Thoughts. Jeremy Snyder. Brian is talking about the Drake equation. That I am, sir. It's a mathematical equation that basically basically says that life has to exist in the universe. That's right. Uh, and from John Burns. China Z wants peace in Russia, doesn't want war. Yeah, I think that China, I think Z, or I like to call him lovingly, Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear wants to be partners with Russia because they know that Russia hates us. And I think Russia is, um, you remember, remember that, that passage from Art of War? You never give your enemy, you never corner your enemy because if, if you corner your enemy, you don't give them a path of escape or surrender, then they'll, they'll fight back um, with the strength of 100 men. The thing about the thing with Russia is if we don't give Putin and Russia uh, an out that allows him to surrender in a way that he doesn't that he, that 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 allows him to keep stay keep his power, then he's just going to get crazier and crazier. He's going to end up connecting with uh, with Pooh Bear in China, and it's going to be bad for the whole world. Which is why we shouldn't be anywhere near Ukraine. Okay, let them figure it out. We're just making it worse. And the reason for that idea because in the art of war it was not about killing your enemy it was about defeating your enemy and a surrender is the is defeat and surrender is the best defeat because it it allows you to connect connect to and make peace with your enemy later on if Russia is our enemy we are totally playing this wrong right now we are playing everything is based on emotion and nothing is based on the actual stability of the planet and that's a problem we need to give him out yeah so he, so he doesn't connect with Pooh bear and start another world war. Well, and the other problem China knows that the more Russia forces us to ramp up our military, the harder it makes it on China down the road when we keep boosting up our military. Right. So, yeah, he wants peace. So we go back to sleep. Put us back to sleep. Yeah. And I'm cool with that. Put us back to sleep. <laughs> they want your take on the alien stuff, bruh. Oh, okay. Technology like the ships in War of the Worlds. So, mm. dude. So it might remind me of him. Remind me here. War of the Worlds was the one where they were defeated by like water. Um, no, that was that was uh, <laughs> that was the one with M Night Shyamalan. That was signs. Oh, uh, it was signs. Okay, that was so stupid. Imagine uh-huh. going to a planet that is literally blue from outer space because it's seventy-seven mm. percent water, and thinking you're not going to have any issues. <laughs> whatsoever when you when water is your kryptonite well they were trying to take over well i mean if you if you just don't go to the ocean i guess you're you don't got a problem they, they were trying to terraform their planet i'd be like superman going to an uh, a planet made of kryptonite and thinking he's going to be able to take over what if only part of the planet was kryptonite i don't know man it just seems like a it was a, this was a bad idea all right m9 Shyamalan hat he's had some good movies and some good and some really cool ideas but often I think that he just thinks he's too smart. I mean, well, he came out with Sixth Sense, which was like groundbreaking. Yeah, great. Storytelling. Except so, for you can't watch it twice. You can't. You can't even watch it once if somebody tells you right. the answer yeah, before someone, you get there. That's one of those movies that you could just be like, <clears throat> you, you want me to ruin this for you? It. I'm going to ruin it for you. Ready? <gasps> yeah. Son but Signs a- was actually a pretty good movie because right. you don't. You know, you don't get to see the alien, and you know the, he does a good job of hiding it from you. So I enjoyed Signs. Um, 
But I, yeah, we should get your take because John doesn't want to hear me talk anymore. So we want to hear your take on the alien thing. Well, you John, have not given your opinion. Well, my opinion is uh, that aliens uh, have to exist in the universe. Um, I don't think they've actually been here, though. Okay, so you would say they're not here. Go ahead. No. Come on, give us more. No, I don't think aliens are here. I don't think okay. aliens... I think the the odds, mathematically, the odds of finding our little blue rock in the vastness of space would be extreme. Even with the fact that we keep sending like radio transmissions out to this out, out to the space. By the way, why are we doing that? Like, oh, the search for life. Okay, anything that is able to backtrack that signal to us is going to be so much stronger than us on every level <laughs> that we will that we, we will be in we will only be in a position of weakness mm. why would you attract attention to ourselves when we are not done leveling up <laughs> like we're still killing boars in the forest guys we're still grinding out levels it's not, we don't, we don't, we are not able. We're not ready to, for the dragon. We're not ready for the PVP arena. Okay. <laughs> we're not ready for it yet. We are not ready for the raid boss. That is whatever alien life force can find us in the vastness of space. <laughs> Wait. Okay. So, so, so commander David Fravor sees this TikTok vessel, this, this UFO, and it travels about, I think it's 20,000 miles an hour, 50,000 miles an hour from one point to another, several hundred miles away. What did he see? I think you're actually onto something. Okay. I think that there was a separate species that evolved alongside mankind Mm. and they live in the ocean and we haven't found them yet. So they're not alien. So wait, are they? So are they think, aliens or not aliens? I think aliens? they're from the very first cycle of this planet. Think. Oh, so you think that they're they're they were from Earth originally, and they've just technologically right. okay. Think like right. Solarians, like um, I mean, I I don't, don't want to say it, lizard people, right? <laughs> I mean, okay, so that gets a bad rap. Think about that. That's the, a thing, though. Okay, so the best way to make to completely. Um, disregard a theory is to make it a joke. Right, of course. Um, but lizard called... people is tough. Well, uh, so this is my idea. I think that there is, maybe not lizard people, but like think rep, think different biology than we have. Okay. Right? So let me reptilians or seropods uh, or some Little kind of green like, men. I mean, all the aliens that people draw look the same that's, or that's, similar. That's 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 true. They look like slee stacks, kind of. Mm. That's true. But the thing about that is that it's become so we how much of this is like when when how do I explain this? When you go to court, you know, for a crime, you are you have your right to be heard by a jury of your peers. But there are people that are so famous that you can never get a jury that isn't tainted because everyone knows who Donald Trump is or whatever, right? Right, right. Everyone has seen the little green men thing. Okay. It's on it's it's on signs, it's it's on official documents, it's a it's a clip art, it's 
it's the most it's the most like when you think aliens the very first thing that comes to your mind is the little green man with the big giant heads and the and the shape those unique shaped right, eyes right so well they had you, to come from somewhere though well but so when you see something like let's say you see something actually a phenomenal and you can't figure out what it is um I think your brain is going to fill in the details with what it already knows. And when everybody equates aliens to these little green men, you might fill in some of the details. That's why I like the way Stargate handled the Asgard. Like they made the Asgard, the little green men. Yeah. The greys. That makes sense. That was really, that was really ingenious. Um, Okay. So there was an episode of Dr. Who it's called Dr. Who and the Solarian Solarians. And it's actually really awesome. It's a good episode. And the reason I like it so much is that it actually makes a lot of sense. A lot of Doctor Who makes no sense. Let's be real. <laughs> a lot that of- actually made sense that there was the people who, yeah. So the people who evolved, evolved from dinosaurs. And right. then they evolved from the reptiles, came. some kind of reptiles, right. right. No, <laughs> so what they didn't leave out is the reason why, why they went underground or went to the ocean. So on the same note, I would, let's say... Let's say let's call them Solarians. I don't know where what what species they're from. I don't know what their what their ancestors are. If our ancestors are mammals, let's say their ancestors are uh, reptiles, right? Okay. Um, and 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 there's a lot of reptiles that also are aquatic, where they can be on land and on water. Now let's say the Ice Age happens, right? Yeah. Um. The Ice Age is deadly to cold-blooded species. And if they were evolved from like a reptilian ancestor, then that would be uh that'd be that'd be extinction. Mm. So think about this. What if what if they were near our level of te- technology at the time? And and the Ice Age started to happen and they started to move underground. Get closer okay. to the core where it's warm, right? Okay. Or maybe, uh, m- maybe even a mixture of underground and water, so they had access to water, so they can grow their. Gr- so they, they started to move everything underground slowly over a period of a thousand years. That's how long it, would, it took for the the, whole, the thing to happen. Now, think about this: the the civilization that they came from. You know what you're saying? Why don't we have traces of it? Because it has been. So much time that oh, yeah. nothing can 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 last that long. I don't care the biggest rock structure, like the the most technology. Like, there's no way the small. The, there's going to be small, tiny things we can probably find that are encased at the bottom of the ocean, you know, uh, in steel. But the majority of what we could find would be, in you know, unmistakably not. It'd be it, you could not mistake it as actually civilization. It would just be random. <clears throat> Because the longer like time, and and uh, the Earth's the Earth's um, uh, weather and recycling process, yeah, yeah, the pro- it just it just beats down anything mm-hmm. that is made by 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 intelligence. Um, there'd be no evidence of it. There, plus, there's been mud floods since then, massive floods on every continent of the world. This is a proven fact. There's there's entire civilizations that would would. That 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 is here in the amount of, in the amount of time that we could observe, but because of uh, weather phenomena, they've been completely obliterated. Well, so, and you know, plastic five hundred years to decompose—that's not very long. That's not very long, right? 
So let's say they're on our level. The ice age starts to happen. It's getting colder. They got to move because a, a warm-blooded mammal can survive cold. But a, a cold, a, <laughs> what happens in Florida when it gets too cold? Iguanas literally fall out of the trees. Mm. Like they completely, completely become immobile at 55 degrees and they just fall out of trees. It's rainy wow. iguanas, right? Mm. So it gets, starts to get cold. They start moving closer and closer to the core. Now, after an eon and it's their civilization has now grown that way, they can't come to the surface. The, 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 the planet starts to warm up. It's completely different. Maybe they start coming up here. Their technology would be way more advanced now than it was mm. at that time. It'd be three times, 500 times more than what, than what, it, what ours are. They start coming up and the monkeys have taken over. Mm. Literally, the mammals like are now violent. The, you like the, you're talking about the early no, homonyms. We, homonyms? Yeah, like, we yeah. are now the dominant species and we're like playing with like, like, uh, you know, in the bronze age and we're fighting wars and we, we, we mate a lot faster. And think about this mammals, right? Often and most not in, in most of the reptilian species, very unique circumstances have to take place for them to be able, to be able to create offspring. I bet you we probably breed faster than they do, right? Which would also mm -hmm. mean that we probably live less time, but what doesn't matter. That means that we'll be able to take over the planet faster. So now the monkeys are in charge. The mammals, the, the things that evolved from mammals are in charge of the earth. We're a little warlike. We are constantly fighting with each other. We've expanded so far, so quickly, that it would only be dangerous for them to try to come back and assert their dominance so they just ride it out and it's and mm. they evolve alongside of us but they're but they got the, the upper hand of being 300 times is <laughs> starting way sooner right? right so now we start the monkeys have evolved to the point where we figure out how to harness the atom and we're mm. like let's start blowing stuff up because that's what we do <laughs> what is it that what is it that we do we discover a new technology and we go how do we blow it up how do we use it as a weapon yep right not unlimited power for the whole world not not some beautiful thing that will unite the planet but no how do we use it to kill people because <laughs> even though we are so much more evolved than our bronze age brethren let's face it we are still we're the we're the same exact people we were just a few levels higher. Hmm. So we're oper we have the, we have the ability to kill with with much more efficiency and more more at a time. So we start blowing, we start doing tests. Right? Test that's going to damage their world. Okay. It's yep. going to damage the earth that they have to mm -hmm. share, the underground, the ocean. The oceans, yep. We are dumping plastic. In, I've talked about this a hundred times. It's so frustrating to me. I know most people don't care about this, but like, if you actually like, like go, like, dude, go, when, next time you want to have, you have, you have, after you watch the next podcast video, search in, search the plastic island and the amount of the, the, the millions of tons of waste that we are pouring in the ocean and then do this search. How does the majority of the planet eat? Mm. Without the ocean, at least a third of everyone alive would starve to death. At least a third. We need the ocean. And 
we are just pouring crap into it. It's not good. Anyways, so so we got this going on. We're blowing up nuclear bombs. We're doing tests underground. Like we actually remember we we did that one uh, nuke test where it was like deep oh, underground. Oh, we did. Oh yeah. If you we used to do a lot that way. If you live underground, that has got to be terrifying. It's a problem. Yeah. So so they so come somehow, on the ocean, their UAPs, and they're trying to warn people stop doing nuclear tests. And okay. they, maybe they start to guide humanity a bit. No, let no more world wars. Hey, put your nukes away, boys. Why not just sit down on the grass and be like, "We need to talk." Because we're still monkeys, bro. Well, that's okay, but they obviously are able to watch us, and obviously, so they think that we would just attack them. I mean, consider this question. Question. It's Shane. Shane, look at me in my face. Yeah. What That's if, the only way I can look at you. By what the way. if you told President Biden yeah. and and Xi Jinping, Pooh Bear, and uh, Emperor Putin, Putin, what if you told them that under the ground in Russia, China, and the United States is a civilization with more technology mm. than we have? What would be the very first reaction for these dummies? Well, no, I know what you're saying, but Fear. I'm just saying if if Fear. now, of course, if Strike they secretly first. if they secretly came out and were like, boom, right? But if they if they've been on Earth this long, then they know that the basically if, if humanity, if aliens came and like landed and said, "Hey, we come in peace. We want to like help make this world a better place," the bulk of humanity would be down for that, right? Um. <clears throat> yeah, but the they bulk, would. But the bulk of humanity is, is is not actually in charge. We've had this discussion before. Well, not this discussion. We've never had this discussion. I mean, we, when we we had but, a similar discussion, and the fact that like even if the majority of us would be like cool with the with, let's call them Solarians, right? And we'd be like, yeah, let's learn from Solarians because we are evolved and educated, and we're not going to look at you because you're you're you know you look different or whatever. Um, let's say this extremely attractive MILF. <laughs> let's say this extremely hot <laughs> she's green. I get it. I get it. Let's say she's she comes green. up and she's like, we have to talk. You guys are are are, are, are going to blow up the planet. We all have to live here, you dummies, right? Mm -hmm. What if that happened? Yeah, we're up, we're up for it. But we are the 99.99% and we aren't actually in charge. And because that, and because the powers that be have spent so much time amassing power and the politicians have, have um, amassing the power and their wealth and their way of life, they're going to not, they're going to completely push back against, back against anyone trying to adjust the status quo, Right. So, the, what is the best way to influence humanity so we don't blow ourselves up and then by proxy? Start slowly modifying the culture. Make changes. Inject people in places of power. Start changing the... the. Uh, I mean, if they were smart, that's that, I'm not even as smart as I think they would be. And what I would do is to slowly work the, level, the levels uh, of, of society to my favor until I could actually reveal myself and it would take a long time, but they live longer than us. So when, it would probably would be a big, not a big deal for them. It's, it's really weird because a lot of times they don't seem to be 
aware that anyone's looking at them. Like a lot of these crafts, they aren't like reacting to what people are doing down below. You know, they're just flying over or they don't seem to be, you know what I mean? It's a very odd situation. I mean, whatever, whatever's going on out there, something's going on. And unfortunately, it does seem really strange that we don't have any irrefutable evidence with as many cameras and, and devices and things that we have to record nowadays. It is very strange that there's not some sort of refutable evidence. Yeah. Every like piece of like, look at this jaw dropping evidence. It looks like it was taken from a camera phone from 1992. Right. And not, you know, not some blurry, but actually something that you look at it and go, Holy crap. You know, like, there's just really nothing like that. And I think until that happens, we were talking about earlier, you know, what would it take for, for humanity to be on board? I think something like that needs to happen. There needs mm-hmm. to be some sort of like, that's an alien ship, <laughs> you know, and there it is. And, you know, I, I think people need to see something with their uh, eyes. And the thing is, everyone is walking around with a, with a I mean, not, not an actual supercomputer, but basically a high-powered computer and a high-definition 4K camera in their pockets. Right. Everyone. But, my but my mo- kids yeah. have it. Everyone has it now. But most of the sightings are at night, and you can't take pictures of the sky at night. But that's not don't... true either. Every new true. camera in the last, like, five or six years has night mode where you can actually... Tomorrow, like... tomorrow you go and take a picture of the moon. Okay. Go for it. It's the, well, it won't turn out well. They don't turn out good. There's a lot, blurry. but we have so much technology now. There, look, um, you can actually like. Actually, I'm just saying, like, 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 night evidence is difficult to get, you know, and, and most of this seems to happen at that time, under the cover of darkness. Uh, yeah, dude, <clears throat> look at this. This was shot. I can't. I actually can't believe this. This is a. This is too much. Like you can't. Not well, let's see it. Share it. Wow. Can you share it so we can all see it? Yeah, I'm trying to make sure it's not BS before I share it. Well, who cares if it's BS? You don't get to decide and let us know. But show us. Look Let's at this. It. According to Atlantic, how to actually take a good picture of uh Oh, I thought you were looking up an alien thing. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> you were looking but, up but, the moon. With iPhones back in 2016, you were able to get this kind of detail. I mean, nobody has, I'm look, I've taken a picture of the moon and it doesn't look right. So, I mean, I guess if I went in and figured out the settings and I made it just perfect, yeah, there's a way to shoot it, but nobody knows how to do that. You pick up your phone, you shoot it and that's what you do. Nobody's like Ansel Adams with their cell phone. You know what I mean? Especially somebody who happens to quickly see a UFO, you know, out of the corner of their eye. Oh, I mean, all I'm saying is that with all, we have enough Everyone is walking around with high-powered cameras and computers, and I just I feel like there should be a lot more evidence by now, or some evidence, like some actual, really good evidence. Right. Yeah. Right. And the whole thing about like it actually makes sense <clears throat> that it makes sense that we would have less evidence if the ships were coming out of the ocean or the ground somewhere right yeah because well, look at what is everyone one, always saying look to the stars well no there's a lot of stuff happening up there too because i mean if you look at a lot of the nasa um camera footage right where you can watch nasa stuff 24 hours a day right from the space station or whatever 
you see lights moving in all kinds of weird directions that against counter to gravity and they don't know what it is. You know, there's lots of video evidence of that. But it would make sense that you can hide a lot longer if you weren't coming from the space, if you were coming from because no one is looking, no one is pointing right. their telescope at the ocean. Well, and there's tons of people in 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 ships in little tiny fishing boats that have reported, you know, these these crafts going into the water. And what's interesting is like not making a splash. Like they go into the water and it's and it doesn't change the water at all. They just pass through it as if they were still floating through air, which is strange. Anyways, there's tons yeah. of these types of things. Yeah, I, I, you know what's <laughs> funny is if you if you recall, um, the puddle jumpers with their shield on can uh, can can do the same thing, but without with the shield off, it wouldn't splash. Remember, puddle jumpers? Yeah, in Stargate. Oh, Stargate. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, so the Earth is 71% ocean, water. And the yeah. Earth is big, guys. So, like, the best place to hide in, on Earth would be the ocean. So when Shane, gets, when Shane gets in trouble for pirating Strange New Worlds, that's where you should go, Shane, the ocean. But is there a base for me or something? Is there, like, am I going to have oxygen? What's up? Let me go figure something out. <laughs> Anyways, guys, and you know our aliens. Do? So you know what we should do legitimately? If I had the money, I would make, I would do a YouTube video where I went and built a cabin on the plastic island floating in the middle of the Atlantic. I don't know if you can. I don't think it's that. I don't no, think like... I've seen people walking on it. Really? Yeah. You know, I, I, I've shown this enough. I, I need to just show you. I've talked about this so many times. It's so crazy. That's Plastic so crazy. Island. Um, yeah, I do see. I don't see people on it, but I see pictures. Oh, there's somebody on it. Yeah, what is that? Oh, well, that's that's not in the middle of the ocean. That's not. Some of the ones where I see people walking, I don't I don't think they're in the middle of the ocean. There is like what looks like a trash heap that near the water. So this is the uh, it was. It's literally an island made of plastic the size of Texas, bro. Yeah, I don't think you can walk across it. I think it's that great just, Pacific yeah. garbage patch right in the middle. Yeah, that's not good. Oh my god, it's huge. You can see it from space. Well, you know what I would do? Wait, no, that's not a satellite image. Yeah, yeah. So what I would do is, oh my god, this is is so big. So I would actually go and like create a cabin that floats on its own in the middle of trash island and then i would declare trash island popcast island nice yeah the chinese have been doing that for years yeah it's right didn't they make their they own they just build their own islands that and, and they that say is, oh we're bigger now that is crazy china's like yeah so uh remember uh <laughs> man remember they're when trying we, to were, keep... we were this big now we're this big. <laughs> well, they're trying yeah. to control shipping lanes. Right. So, so, so. they build out so that they're because, you know, mm -hmm. there's a certain amount of coast that still belongs to you. Right. So the longer you farther you build out, the more of the water. Oh, no, they're not building out. They would go out and make an island in the middle of the ocean. Oh, my God. They're not building it. No, no. They would go out and like build a man-made island. Oh, my God. You're right. Look at this. Yeah. Wow, look at that. 
Yep, and they have they've put airstrips on them. Wow. Um, yep, and then they can claim more waterways. Oh yeah, it's a thing, dude. They're they're trying to. They've been doing that for a long time, trying to make sure that we can't project our power closer to their mainland. Whoa, that is wild, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you think China's preparing, bro? Oh yeah, China. So, well, China's slowly taking over everything, and they're so they're they don't not want. Doing, they're not doing it with guns, bro. They're doing it with. They're just buying everything. I love that South Park episode where they're like, "We not do nothing. Right? We not do nothing. <laughs> Go remember, back to sleep." Remember that episode about the toilet paper and the bidet? Yeah, where he's like, "That was so great." He was like, "My dad is right," and he got shot uh, for standing up against big toilet paper. He's like, "Hey, yeah, hey, I'm sh- bro, bro, shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember but that. But they're like, no, no, I, they just shot me, bro. No, no, <laughs> we're not doing this. Everybody, toilet paper is better. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. I love that line. Randy is like, the reason why everyone likes Randy from South Park is because most people are Randy. Yeah, of course. Randy's the audience. Like, I'm Randy. Like, 100% I'm yeah. Randy. I'm not any of the kids. I'm Randy. Right, yeah. You're growing weed and, you know, speaking your mind. No, you can't talk about that on air. <laughs> Kenneth LaRoque has a super chat here for $2.20. What about Mars's moons? Oh, we met, wait, 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 wait. I was going to go down the list. We missed John Burns, too, because he... I know. I didn't miss it. I just thought his would be more applicable. Oh, okay. Later. Let me go find that, because now you're messing my thing up here. What about Mars moons? Okay, so Mars does have moons, right? They do, yeah. Uh, Mars is actually pretty small in comparison to Earth. Isn't that correct? It's smaller than Earth, yeah. A lot of people think Mars is bigger than Earth, but Mars is actually much smaller than Earth. Yeah, and see, the, the, the size of their moons are actually small. So they've got Phobos and, De- and Deimos, and their moons are actually pretty darn small. Our moon's like a third of the size of our planet. <laughs> You know, right. so the size and, you know, is, is kind of contrary to the way it should be. If that's what Ken's talking about is what about, because, you know, all of the planets, I believe, except Mercury have moons. Yeah. Look, look at, look at this size comparison. Right. And then, and then just be shocked. Earth, moon, Mars. <laughs> yeah. Like, Mar- I guess it's not a quarter. What? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Like Mars isn't even like Mars is like it's bigger than the moon, but not by much. Yeah, it's not a huge planet. Yeah, it's not a big planet. So but it used to have water on it. Right. So the moons that could um now what happened to the water? It it froze or it evaporated? It evaporated, I believe. It's farther yeah. away, right? They lost it it lost its atmosphere. So it lost its atmosphere and whatever was left underneath probably froze because it's farther away from the sun. So in order to terraform Mars, and I'm sorry, it's more evidence that Elon Musk is an alien. (laughs) Elon Musk said we shouldn't be nuking Earth. We should be nuking Mars. Well, for the atmosphere. Yeah, right. To to terraform it. To kickstart the uh, the greenhouse effect. Greenhouse effect. Yeah. But yeah, so so I, it's you know the 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 Mars. What if what, moons, if what if what if it came out in like fifty years that Elon Musk was a lizard the entire time? 
just whatever, dude. Just I mean, what what if that happened though? Like, okay, what if it happened? We'd be like, oh, okay, it makes sense. Yeah, we'd be like, yeah, it makes. Now, what's for lunch? Makes a lot of sense. You want Panera? Um, Let's get Panera. <laughs> so Kenneth, Kenneth, you know about these moons? Is our moon is is sphere shaped, and of course Phobos and Deimos are not. They're actually they look more like large asteroids. That's really yeah. They're, they're just they're asteroids. They only I think they're only yeah, given captured. the moon um, category because they're happening. They're because they're rotating Earth. The Mars. Well, I mean, yeah. Anything's anything that's well, I mean, you know, around you is a moon. Is it though, or is those natural yeah. satellites? Because isn't there isn't that the definition of a satellite? Yeah, anything that that orbits you is a satellite. Right. So, how are the what what is the difference between a moon and a satellite? The Earth has a new satellite. I think moon is just another word for satellite. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So Earth has a new satellite. Did you know that? No, I don't like it's that. Been, is that yeah. real? Yeah. We just like we just got a new one. Well, we've had it for a while, actually. We've had it's it a quasi moon. It's a quasi moon. It's been. Uh, discovered near earth has been traveling alongside our planet since 100 bc what yeah astronomers recently identified asteroid 2023 fw13 as a quasi moon a space rock orbiting the sun nearly in tandem with earth scientists recently discovered an asteroid that tags along with earth during its yearly journey around the sun yeah that's 100 percent um that's 100 percent something I think it's like alien craft. I think it's something. I think it's something that we're going to discover is like important. Ooh, maybe it's way. like an ancient alien coffin that's just been orbiting. Yeah. Or what, what if it's the remains mm. of the previous civilization when they try to Ooh, take off? There you go. Yeah. 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 Or it's just filled with like lithium and, mm. and we need that. Like, you know, a big, a big problem with the advancement of battery technology is the scarcity of lithium imagine if we found an, an asteroid that is just hyper rich in lithium dude the our technology would triple in a year if we found actually, that much lithium are we have a lot of lithium on our planet oh we, we can't get to it then we're having a hard time yeah it's because it's located yeah it's funny more than half of the estimated global lith lithium resources are located in the salt flats of bolivia invest into south american mining just yeah so. yeah that's 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 where it's at let me tell you something uh your i your iphone your android your computer um everything at you know and even most cars now all require lithium mm. they all require lithium without lithium we don't have high capacity uh power storage so huh, pretty soon that's gonna be the next uh, gold rush is going to be lithium. And it's in Chile. It's I wish, I, I, wish I had enough money to actually capitalize on that knowledge, but I do not. Yeah. So what are we talking about here? Oh, so we did uh, Kenneth's Mars Moons. Uh, John Burns for 279 I prefer the Matt Frewer alien. Future tech wants money. Matt Frewer alien. I'll look it up. Matt Frewer. F-R-E-W-E-R. Look at that cool. Look at this cool image right here. Cool image. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Artist rendering. Look out, dinosaurs! Look Sorry. out, dinosaurs! Look out, Solarians! I gotta tell you, it's a terrible movie. 65 million. It was terrible. Terrible movie. What movie was that? So bad. 65 million. It's a terrible movie. Oh, Max. <laughs> he's talking about, I think he's talking about Max Headroom. Oh, okay. 
Um, sixty-five million. I don't think I saw that. Yeah, it was terrible movie. Great actor in terrible. Wait, movie. wait, is that Adam Driver? It was just called yeah. sixty-five. I think it was sixty-five million. No, right? it was just called sixty-five, and that is a stupid even, title even for a movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would you look? Why would the title of your movie just be a number? Like, the title has to it has to tell the audience something about what they're planning on going to, what they're seeing. Yeah, you have to be. Sometimes you're a little too clever for your own good. Really, I think they were dude. a little too clever. But the problem is, is, even if they had had a cool title, people would have gone and said, "This is dumb." How can you have a movie where people show up on Earth, like when the dinosaurs are about to go extinct, but yet humanity isn't created by the people who are there? Come on. Wait a minute. Uh, what what is that called? It's called the something event. When the dinosaurs were destroyed, it's called the. Oh my god. You're talking the something event. Yeah, they, they they actually call it something. Oh, you're talking about the uh, life ending event or something? The the ELA or. Um. Yeah, I forgot what it's called. There's an actual word for it, um, and I'll figure out what it is at some point. For the event? Oh, you're the, talking uh, about the KT event. Oh, the KT event. Yeah. So, so this movie is about them going back to the KT event. No, they exist at that time, so they're not going back to it. No, this is just humanoids in our solar system who got off course, got into an accident, like asteroid hit an asteroid field and ended up crash landing on earth 65 million years ago. I'm sorry. And they didn't have any connection to humanity and it had no connection to humanity. Well, that's just stupid. <laughs> that is, that is really st- that. Like there was like, there was no like clever. Yeah, they sh- exactly. There was no clever, like, you know, human DNA got left here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Didn't happen. That is stupid. Right. That is stupid. You got to have that. I mean, I was like waiting for that moment to happen. I would have been like, oh, okay. It's a C minus movie. I'll make it a C if they do that. Yeah. Also, why is every, everyone in the cast, I don't get it. They all have that same Zoomer look. It's just so unattractive, dude. The, the cast was only two people. It was a girl, little girl and Adam Driver. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's a lot of people in this cast. They must have been like you know, five seconds at the beginning. Yeah, I'm something. also so tired of that, of that little girl. She shows up in everything. Mm. Um, her and that redheaded uh, African-American lady <laughs> from Willow. There's an, uh, she's in everything that I don't like mm. all the time. Never. Like, like I can't escape her. I can't escape her. She's like, every can't escape her. Oh, like, so on that news, uh, did you watch how to train a dragon? I've seen it. Yeah. Do you like that movie? It's okay. I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. It's, I don't, I don't hate it, but yeah. it wasn't like fantastic or anything for me. It was like, my kids like it and it's not horrible. You know, yeah. it's not, you know, I, I, that's, I, that's as a father, like that's what I can get out of it. Whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> Just don't be bad. Yeah. yeah. So they announced a live action, how to train your dragon, which to me sounded really cool. Live action, how to train your dragon? That's they just rad. have to stop with the live action stuff. They have to. Uh, yeah, it's well, never successful. You're well, never. How can it be successful when you race swap all your characters and announce it with your announcement? Even if you didn't race swap all your characters, it's like the story's already been done. Like you're just retelling it. It's like it's like making a cover 
it's like when a band, another band covers another song. Most of the time it's like, eh, okay. Right. You know, That's unless true. it's, you know, it's true. I mean, it's like, you're not getting a new movie. You're just making it with real people. And like, honestly, it, I haven't seen an instance yet where it was as good as the animated movie. Have you seen any? Mm, I sort of like Beauty and the Beast. I thought that was okay. Good. But Emma Watts like yeah, looks exactly yeah, okay. like what I think Belle would look like. Uh, all the music was everything was good. <clears throat> that movie was a good movie. But it, but it didn't like raise or elevate the the cartoon anyway. It's just another version of the same story. <laughs> I just saw this chat. Uh, I can't pull it up because I'm doing the super right now, but um, actually, maybe I can. I don't want to lose my place for supers. But uh, did you guys see John Campbell's rant about How to Train Your Dragon? Yes, I did. I saw it right before the show when I was waiting for Shane. Oh, is that why you brought it up? Well, I, was, I wasn't I was even going to talk about Campia. But Campia went on a... Like, like, can only be defined as career-ending rant. He told people to unsubscribe from his channel. He called them all woke bros who want to uh, jizz them on their own faces. And <laughs> <laughs> their own faces, not other people's faces. Interesting. Right. And he was like, oh, you don't do that. He went on. I mean, I'm serious. Like, I have, I, this was such a bad idea. I don't know why he would do this. It was not a good idea. Here, mm. here, let me show you guys. Hey guys, uh, John here on a beautiful night in Southern California, and I he like looks angry right right away. He's like, "Hey guys," uh, he looks in pain. John here on a beautiful Sunday, summer night in <laughs> Southern California. Like John, like dude, take a Prozac, dude. Like relax. You're too high strung. This is YouTube. I'm just out here kind of doing my yeah, normal show you the part routine, where like... doing a little bit of exist. If the pigmentation of her skin is things, do me a favor. Here we you go. racist pieces of shit. Yeah, right here. And go and find one of your echo chamber <laughs> websites <laughs> where you can all stand around and jerk each other off. <laughs> while you your head He's making the hand Ooh. motion. He's Ooh. making the hand motion. You can come on each other's faces and tell each other that come on your face. John's losing his mind. cleanses man. you of wokeness. Yeah, tell yeah. yourself. Trying to destroy this, his own career. This guy is losing it. I don't know what He's his... I, I don't know what, like... Is there something in the water? Is his... John. Is your is your wife poisoning you slowly with like just a little bit of uh you know uh rat poison rat poison what's it, what's the cyanide or whatever what's that stuff that you that used to make people crazy in in small pieces Al- alkaline uh, or whatever it was uh I think you had it right it was it was powder a white powder yeah it was a white powder and like people would just mm-hmm. like sort of drop it in their drinks yeah, over like time sugar. they would lose their minds yeah I think it's just rat poison yeah well John someone's poisoning you dude. Like someone's poisoning you. It's so weird to go live from your phone in your backyard and just yell at your entire audience and tell them to unsubscribe. <laughs> Is that what he did? 
That's what he did. And then he called them woke bros and said that they wanted to come on each other's faces. And wait, is he talking about his own audience or is he talking yes, about, he's talking about the people who made because the, Train because, Dragon? But no, he's talking about his own audience because there were people in the in the comments of his video about how to train your dragon complaining oh. about the race swapping. He's like, oh, you racist pieces of... Blah, 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 blah. Oh, my God. I got to watch this. See, I wish I could hear this stuff. Yeah, I'm going to send it to you. It is yeah. undeniably the oh, stupidest thing you can do <clears throat> when you're trying to build a, a channel or, you know, have a job. Maybe tomorrow's Palantir show will be all about uh, how John Campia is trying to destroy himself. Absolutely. You should do that. There's tons of information on it. There's so much. I, 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 there's, someone sent me on Twitter, someone sent me a like a 10-minute supercut of him just losing his mind over the last eight months. Oh, my God. Just yelling at his fans and like. He's know. trying to get fired or something. I don't know. I, I, I hear his wife is doing like really well. Trying to get fired? He is his own boss. What quit. I'm saying is like he's he doesn't want to be judged, maybe. Maybe he's he's maybe he's you know how when you're about to leave your the person you love and you're gonna go away for a period of time, you guys tend to fight to make the it's natural for human beings to do this. Like if you're when I was gonna deploy, I would always be a little angry, you know, and it's almost I don't know why, it seems dumb, but when you're gonna be apart from somebody, you tend to fight a little bit, so it makes it easier to separate, right? Emotionally. I wonder if I'm telling you it's a thing. You can look it up. It, I wonder if John is like trying to basically emotionally separate himself from being on YouTube because his wife is doing so good financially. Uh, no, I, th I think I think that he is. I think he has fully succumbed to, or succumb. And I'm saying the right word. Succumbed. I don't know, but the way you said it sounded really dirty. So yeah. I don't. <laughs> I think it's like he finally succumbed. Not two words. Succumbed. <laughs> to, you said like suck and come all at the same time. I feel time like he's like, fully, uh, his body is now riddled with the cancer that is TDS. <laughs> like TDS has now fully taken over John Campia's body. And, and like, there's no amount of, <laughs> Of uh, Tucker, Tucker Carlson radiation that can cure this disease. He is just, he's like, he is completely <laughs> and entirely bought in on that methodology. And now he's becoming a white knight to protect his sacred uh, 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 agenda or something. I don't know. All right. Fair enough. And let me uh, tell you something, bro. In the words of, of Ben Stiller, never go full, never go, go full. And I can't say the word or without, or YouTube will remove me, but never go full. Retard. Can't say that word, bro. On YouTube. I just said it. Oh, all right. So right, what you, you going to do about it? YouTube? You, you finish what it. You, you finish it for me. Never go full. Retard. Yeah. Never go full anything. Here's some advice for you. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm still relatively young. And I don't got anything figured out, but I'll tell you this. Never fully go one way or the other. Like, there's always a little truth in the lie. There's always a little bit of lie in the truth. There's always a little bit of white in the black. The yin-yang is the perfect analogy for the way life works. Like, listen, like, fall back fall back when you start to go nuts on some crazy topic and you start, you're on Twitter just, like, screaming about Xi Jinping, China. Like, take a second and just, like, reset mm. before you type your next 
you know, rage-filled uh, post. That's well all I'm said. saying. Like, never go full anything. Anything. Okay, let's uh, let's get some of these other super chats because uh, John Burns says you can't watch Empire Strikes knowing Darth is the dad. I disagree. Hmm. But maybe because I'm a big fan of Empire Strikes Back. Well, you can't watch it now that you know, or well, he's, I think he's like at the time referring to like I, I, I can't watch the Sixth Sense now. It's not. Mm. It's not oh, to me. It's no longer yeah. a good movie. Yeah, the the thing about Empire Strikes Back that I like honestly is the fight on Hoth. I love the whole ice planet fight. I love the the at at walkers or ATSTs or no, it's ATATs. And I love that whole you know, I love all that stuff. So yeah. yeah, I can watch Empire all the time. Yeah, love his time with Yoda. So it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, you're not going to get the reveal, but it's still fun to watch. Have you guys another one, John Burns? Thank you, John. Have you guys watched Resident Alien? Yes, that is. A I have. I have a little bit. Yeah. Did you like that with Alan, with Alan Tudyk? Yeah, I watched. His name the is first... Alan Tudyk. <laughs> I know. Tudyk. Uh, I wonder if he gets that. Um, yeah, I watched the first several episodes, and it's actually an interesting show because Alan, uh, he's excellent at it. Yeah, excellent being an alien. He's perfect. Um, yeah. You know, he's he doesn't have. You know, you know what's great about most, you know, most aliens when you got like Mork from Orc and a lot of aliens that that we they end up covering, they always have like this humanity to them because there's a person playing them. Alan manages to play Resident Alien as an alien. Like right. they aliens don't know what humanity is because they're not humans. Right. And I love that about that show. Yeah, he does so good. And like when he finds, like he sort of finds his emotion a little bit. Right. It takes time for him to do the, you know, to change, which is would make the show great. Yeah. Uh, another one from John Burns. I like when VR VR butters kicked Randy and the Randy and the Gonads. <laughs> that was funny. South Park is great. You know, I, you know what I love about South Park is the creators of South Park are constantly pushing back against any kind of narrative that they're not fully committed to wrecking your day one way or another. If they think you're stupid, they're uncounselable. cancelable. I, I yeah. there's nobody else on the planet who has their status. And I think it's, I mean, you really just need to not care. Right. And you got to give comedy central, like a huge, you know, pat on the back for not caving in. Right. Yeah. yeah Cause they could have made it really hard for them. Yeah. It's not it totally. And, Unfed, like zero care, zero shame. Like I don't care. Yep, they don't In care. Fact, if you complain about them, they'll probably end up making an episode about you that will will make you look stupider than you looked before. Right. I no, love that that right in the beginning when um when remember they had that like that fake psychic on like they, like they were making fun of the fake psychic. I forgot his name. He was a TV psychic, and they made one episode about this TV psychic and how he was fake. And it was a joke. And he was just, he wasn't even like the biggest part of the episode. He was just like a side part, uh, a side story. Yeah. Well, he complained and tried to sue them. <laughs> First off, never do that. Mm. It's not going to work out for you. They ended up dedicating an entire episode to explaining how the fake psychic was fake, how he did his tricks and how he's a dickhead from the, from a, the planet gonad or something like that. It was like, it was brutal. Yeah, it was a that's brutal awesome. takedown. 
That's what they're good at. Kenneth the Rogue for twenty two dollars. No message. He just wants to. He wants to flex. He wants to flex <laughs> his power. He will. Well, stay he did. At the he's top of a cage. Yeah. He is the hero. He is the. He, and I think he's he's led uh, the majority of. Yeah, today. he's led the majority of the time. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think there's any time for anyone to catch up. But we'll see. And just to further uh, cement his position, boom, <laughs> five fifty. Keep it up. Keep it up. He says. John Burns for six nine nine. Thank says, you, I, Thank you, Ken. But appreciate, it, man. John Burns says I screened E. T. Speaking of, thank God, no <laughs> sequel. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we never want a sequel to E. T. We never want. We a never want a remake. We never want a sequel. Yeah, it's a one-time shot. Don't sure. do anything. Don't yeah. do anything. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of people here seem to be interested in this John Campion thing. I think you got to do put the Palantir about Campion tomorrow. All right. I'll send you all the links and all that, and yeah. just go ham. I will talk about it, Ken, since our good friend Robert is at his mercy as well. Yes, John Burns again. It was RDJ who said never go full R word. That's true. <laughs> That's right. true. He it did, was RDJ, right. not Ben Stiller. Although like, you got to hand it to Ben Stiller because like they were trying to like cancel him and RDJ for that movie, basically. Mm. Like this is a couple months ago. Yeah, well after the fact, of course. Yeah, right. And he was like, Yeah, we're not we're not saying sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we're not saying no. sorry. We're not changing the movie. You don't you don't like it, don't watch it. Like these yeah. are these guys are, are they're OG comedians. Like they're they're not they're not gonna cave. The only time they'll cave is if they actually sexually assault someone. That's when they'll be like, I have made many mistakes in my life. <laughs> well, if they'd actually done something wrong, but it's it's just it wasn't wrong. I mean you had an actor yeah, character who was playing an actor who was playing an actor. It was fantastic. Brilliant. The best part when he's like, what do you mean, you people? And like the actual black guy, I'm like, what do you mean, yeah, you no, What do you mean, you people? Yeah, no, it was fantastic. Fantastic. It's just like, just like Airplane, man. Just perfect comedy. Yeah, brilliant. Really brilliant. Um, Yeah, every five years, a new generation finds Tropic Thunder and tries to cancel them. Yep. Yeah. Good luck. Uncancelable. That movie, that movie is special, man. Yeah, it's that's one you can rewatch quite a bit. So we're gonna be heading to the member section here pretty soon, right, Shane? Yeah, we are. Uh, we're gonna head over there, and uh, we're gonna talk about. We, we want to talk about some stuff that you guys want to talk about. So this time, when we get to the member section, we're actually going to talk about. You know, ask you guys what you want to talk about. Uh, but we do have some pretty cool stuff about uh, a Russian tourist uh, getting devoured by a shark on an Egypt beach. Literally got eaten to death, eaten how alive. That, how is that cool? Well, listen, he got eaten alive in the Red Sea. I don't let that sink in. <sighs> I know it's a terrible joke, but yeah. So the guy was like swimming out there with his girlfriend, and he actually got eaten by a shark. Isn't, and they like watched isn't it. the they Red Sea it. like way too salty for life to exist? No, no, it's it's uh. No, it's it's isn't the, the red the red sea is the one where you like float because it's so dense because the... no no the red sea is that little strip of of water between Egypt and uh, and the Middle East where no where well where Moses you know spread the waters or split the waters oh that's that's right Moses split the Red Sea okay yeah um, yeah it's not that big so um, <clears throat> what. What ocean or sea or body of water is so dense because it's so salty that you can't actually sink? 
Oh, there is. Is it the Black Sea or the I Caspian the Black sea? sea? Yeah. See, it's a, it's a, it would be a. The Dead yeah, Sea. Yeah, the Dead Sea. It's the Dead Sea. And that is like such That's a close name. to there. Yeah, so, the Dead Sea is actually close to there. And the Dead Sea is not like stagnant water, but nothing can really survive in the, in the because it's so damn salty. Yeah, it's actually the Dead Sea is very close to the Red Sea. The Dead Sea's in Israel. And if you look at, yeah, it's actually, you know, what's funny is the Dead Sea at one point connected as a river. It actually connects as a river going into uh, the Gulf of Suez or the Red Sea. Like, these are, these are, this is salt, you guys. It's, it's so salty. Like it's just salt from deposits. It's wild. Yeah. And basically here's what happens when you go into the Dead Sea because it's so damn salty. It's so dense, like the salt, it, the water is at maximum salt levels. You know, uh, things that dissolve in water can only dissolve so far. They can't dissolve forever, right? So what happens is the salt dissolves to its maximum density and it makes the water extremely heavy. And because it's so heavy and so dense, you actually can't sink. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sink. Your body is more buoyant than the water because the water is so dense. Interesting. Really cool. Really cool. Hey, let me ask you guys uh, out there too. Let me know if also tomorrow, if we're going to talk John Campia, would you guys like a quick breakdown of uh, the new Transformers movie? Would that you, be interesting? You watched you? that already? Thinking about taking my kids oh. tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm saving myself for the flash. I've got that one ready too. No, no, you don't understand. I'm literally, I'm not going to the movies. Oh, I see. Like, so I, 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 so I, I, I picture this is what it, this is what it's like. The Flash is like my husband, mm. and that's my wedding night, and I need to make my temple pure and abstain from other movies until that day. Well, you know what they say: the first time you have sex, especially as a woman, is usually not very enjoyable. Well, it's, so. no, this is not the first time. I'm when it comes to movies, I'm a, a straight up whore. <laughs> but but I'm saving myself for <laughs> for the month before. I'm abstaining for the month before from other movies to thoroughly enjoy the Flash in all its glory. <clears throat> I'm I'm afraid of the Flash. I think it's gonna. I'm I'm afraid it's gonna be disappointing. I have concerns, uh, well, but that's good. Save yourself. That's good. I, I'm I'm glad that you think it's going to be disappointing. I want you to go in there with your expectations so low that when that you it leave, can't help but to be good. That when you leave this movie, you're going to be like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> so far. Well, I did that with Across the Spider-Verse. So I was far, blown away by it. By every that. person I have spoken to that have somehow seen this movie but me, I don't know how everyone can see it but me, is like, just have really good things to say. Um, All right. Well, and especially heard, if, if you like the DC yeah. verse, if you like the Snyder verse, this movie is going to really speak to you. You know what my hesitance is? Ezra Miller? No, Robert Meyer Burnett's initial reaction after he walked out of it and the way he described it. He has since, uh, so he gave his first description as, uh, that was when he, the first thing he said about it 
when he saw it. And since then, he's slowly like, yes, it's good. Yes, it's good. It's like his theory. It's not that it's changed, but he has like revisited his opinion. But his initial opinion was very um, middle of the road. Yeah. To be fair, though, he was with John Campia. I don't know how that changes how you feel about I mean, movie, I'm but... sure John Camby just sucks all the joy out of everything. So <laughs> we'll see. I did I did talk to Robert 15 minutes after he saw that movie. And that was the first thing I asked him. And he was like, well, and then, you know what's what's the one thing he said? He goes, You'll love Kara. Kara's great. She's a future movie star. Yeah, but did he like the Snyderverse the way we did? I didn't ask him that question. That's a good question. That we need to ask him that because <clears throat> I will die on this hill that the Snyderverse is a masterpiece that deserves to be honored in the annals of of pop culture as one of as one of those films. You know, one of those classics. Yeah. You know, Michael Shannon refused to do uh the Flash until he got the approval from Zack Snyder that he could be in it. That's weird. Yeah, Michael Shannon. They asked him to do it, and Michael Shannon's like, "Um, I'm only gonna I'm only gonna be in it if Zach's cool with it." And so he went to Zach because I I guess he didn't like the way Snyder got treated at the end of that whole thing. Oh, I mean, yes. Yeah, well, Snyder mm-hmm. didn't get treated right by Walter Hermata. Everyone that talks about Walter Hermata as if he was just trying to make the best of a best. No, we know he went true. out of his way selfishly to and he utilized this trauma that Zack Snyder had in his life to then take more control over the DC universe because he didn't like the fact that Snyder was basically becoming the head of DC. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. But He utilized but, a, a person's child dying, this right. is the despicable, to, well, re- to wrestle control and then sink what was left of the DC. Sorry. No, he, he's a gross human. But what I'm trying to say is Michael Shannon, like Michael, Michael Shannon is... Like the epitome, like whatever comes out of Michael Shannon's mouth, you know, is the absolute truth. Right. He doesn't, like, he it's his absolute truth. Right. He doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks. He's not me. He's not angry. He just he's like a like a robot. I love this man so yeah. much. I love his acting. When he when he talks, he just like matter of fact, and like, oh, yeah, that's just the way it is. And basically what he said is like, I, uh, I hate what they did to Zack Snyder at the end of the day. He was already dead. He's already Zod's already out. Right. He's got no skin in the game. Right. Right. But he really, really likes Zack Snyder. He said it too. He goes, I really, 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 I think he said it three times, like Zack Snyder. So he said, Zack, is it okay with you if I do this Flash movie? And Zack's like, oh, yeah, man, go ahead. You you do your thing. So, and that seems to be the consensus with a lot of actors that work with Zack Snyder. Like, you can look, look, guys, you can not like Zack Snyder for his style, or maybe you don't like his writing or whatever. You know, I know some people think he's a hack. Um, I don't think he's a hack at all. Um, I think he has strengths and weaknesses like any creative. Um, I actually prefer James Gunn style to Zack Snyder. But that being said, you can't deny that every single actor that has worked with Zack Snyder and James Gunn, for that matter, absolutely adore these people like they Mm. adore working with them they'll work with them forever they develop little families little crews that then usually follow like rebel moon has a lot of Zack snyder people in it Mm. james gunn Mm. he always has some of the same people that's how it works yeah like and you have to but now now but now look at joss whedon joss whedon never never took his crew (laughs) with him 
<laughs> That's because the crew didn't want to follow him. It was always a new crew because no one liked the guy. That's <laughs> yeah. how you know a good creative is when, when when you see like Nathan Fillion in 14 of James Gunn's movies and, you know, then you know, like, like this guy is is not only super talented, but he's he's someone that people want to work with. That's special. Listen, like Terry, like the, Terry Metellus. If the Flash isn't good, what's that going to do to you? Oh, oh, you don't. Oh, I don't even. I don't even want to speculate. Like, like seriously. Like, I want you to just envision like coming out of the movie right now and not being good. Like, how you know? How is that going to make you feel? I'm going to take a couple weeks off. Okay. So no streaming if if the flash is bad. Yeah, I'm just gonna take a couple weeks off. It's too okay. much. Wow. All right. I don't want to hear all the I better all get the, ready. All the people yelling prepare. at me like they did about Black Adam. I liked Black Adam. Damn it. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with like who who says you couldn't like Black. Adam? I thought Black Adam was a great movie. I watched it four times. I loved watching it. Wasn't that it good? <laughs> in 40, no, I loved it. Was I loved it watching it in 40x. Well, so I I saw it twice in the theater, once in 40x, and mm. again at at our dad's house. Right? Oh, okay. All right. Um, look, that movie was awesome. It was really fun. It was super um, quotable. And it got so much hate because of who The Rock was and everything going on with Snyder. It's like The Rock picked the worst time to make a DC movie. He really did. At the start, yeah. of, a, at the start of a brand new um, leadership with James Gunn, at the end well, of, of no. one... Well, I think the expectations were so high. I don't I don't think it was necessarily the timing. It's like he had to be like the greatest thing that ever came down as a superhero. Like he needed to be the greatest superhero ever in order to be successful because it was built up so much. Well, to be fair though, the studio didn't promote the movie. It was all his. It was all on his mm. shoulders. It, it, I mean, it, promoting the movie is I mean, I'm not talking about people not going to see it. The reason why I say that is like he was a fine superhero. Right. But he wasn't like the greatest superhero ever. And that's what he, he was kind of leading us to believe. It was going to be like the greatest superhero experience ever. I went and I enjoyed it. It was fine. But I didn't leave the movie going, damn, that was good. Well, yeah. yeah. So, And that's the problem when one guy is using his social media clout to promote the entire thing. They, think about that compared to the way Flash has been promoted. Weird. Weirdest way. They have put... They have thrown everything, including the kitchen sink, at the Flash movie for promotion. Like Shazam and Black Shazam and Black Adam got, you know, what, a tenth of the promotion? Dude, the Flash is like the perfect movie. Think about it. From a marketing perspective, you have the entire Snyderverse fans who are probably going to go see it. Mm -hmm. You have every original Batman fan who's going to go see it. Yeah. And you got the entire LGBTQ community who's, who's going to go see it. It's like the perfect meshing of a movie. And they're like, holy crap, we need to put as much marketing behind this because we, we literally could get the entire planet to go watch this movie right. because it represents almost everybody. I mean, maybe the only person not in there is in like an African-American person. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You got a point. You got a good point. I don't think, uh, is Ezra Miller LGBT? He's not. Yeah, he's a they them. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's LGBT though. That's his. That's something. Yes, else. T literally trans. You know, he's not trans. Yeah. No, he's non-binary or non-binary. Whatever. That's Isn't that part, like that's not stop, part of that? Just stop. I'm I a L B G T Q I A. There you go. No, it's not a part. It's not part of the same thing, bro. Okay, wait. Is non-binary? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna look it up. It's different. Is it's sexuality. Yeah. I don't know. Not when I was conversation. This conversation is so stupid. L G B. No. Well, I mean, you you said it wasn't. But he's so. not. He's, yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not, uh, his sexuality is not as, is not the same. It's just, it doesn't matter. This is stupid. 
It does say non-binary as part of that group. What? Well, that don't that doesn't even follow your own rules, guys. But but, but they're really like Amazon. They're trying to get every group on the planet except <laughs> white people. Like literally LGBTQ. If it could be like LGBTQIA slash Asian slash Black slash Latinos, <laughs> any like any, all of them, any people that could be possibly yeah. deemed as underrepresented, they want they want to put into this giant pool. That's a good except, point. Except except white, except for you whites, you dirty and, gross whites, and men. <laughs> And dirty gross whites and and men <laughs> straight cis males and whites you can't you can't be here get, right, get right. out of, get out of here you <laughs> i mean look you know i think we should just include everybody just have the lgbtq represents the whole world there you go yeah whatever we'll like make our own little flags it'll be fun except gingers Except gingers. That's the only you eradicate all gingers. Gingers have no souls. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love gingers. Nothing nothing like a good redhead. A redhead with a green skin all day long, baby. None of those exist. All right. Yeah. We are going to the members section. If you do not know how this works, let me explain it for you, my friends. First off, if you are already a member, hang on tight. The stream will take you where you need to be. Uh, if you're part of the Prime membership, if you're on the Unleashed membership, then I actually have to create that right now while Shane finishes <laughs> up. Um, All right. And and uh, if you're part of the Prime membership, it'll handshake you. If you're part I'll of the Unleashed, yeah. I'm about to create that right now. Shane, go ahead and take so, over. I can put. So yeah, that. so just get ready to click the link below. We're gonna go to the member section. Member section is a lot of fun. Uh, basically, we get in there. If you've never been there before. Uh, we chat with everybody. Everybody gets a chance to chat and uh, we talk about things going on and and try to give a little bit more inside knowledge of things going on that we know of, uh, things that we can talk a little more freely. And um, yeah, it's just a really good time. So you want to come over there and, and join us. It's like, uh, I don't know, it's like a cup of coffee a month. It's super easy. And uh, plus we're giving away prize over there. And before we go to the member section here, we got to make sure we give, we spin the wheel for Kenneth LaRoque, who oh, yes. is going to be today's podcast here thank you guys so much for the support and thank you all all of you for supporting us keeping us going i was going to talk to brian today and explain to him you know the reason why we're late so many times on thursdays is because us being on youtube is a jobby okay um and that's basically a job slash hobby so we only get to do this because you guys afford us the ability if you guys weren't helping us out and and, and donating and being supportive there's no way we could spend so much time doing shows here on YouTube. Yeah, we're too poor. It just doesn't make enough money. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do a job. That's what we call a jobby. It's we are not. Job, we are hobby. not. We are not independently wealthy or regular wealthy either. <laughs> or, or you'd have a hot tub of Stargate in the back. Yes, I 100. Yeah. I would invite you guys over. We would go in my hot tub and we'd watch Black Adam on a giant 4DX screen. Yes, the hot tub would move. <laughs> Brian, this seems dangerous. It is very dangerous. <laughs> and everything else we can think of, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, we're going over there. I just created the stream. So uh as soon as we end this, I'm gonna pop that one up. Now listen, the the prime stream, if you're if you're newer here, is already going, and that will automatically handshake you and take you over there if you're one of those members. If yeah. not, then um and if you click the link in the description or go to Go to this channel. Just click on their logo, and you'll see the first thing streaming right now will be that member membership. Yeah. If you're not a member, then the best thing to do is to click on the link 
in this stream below and join. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, that is the best way to do it. Okay. All right. We're off. Uh, love you guys. We will. Yeah, we'll definitely see. You. So coming up just real quick uh, tomorrow, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I'll be doing Palantir uh, talking uh, all about John Campia's craziness. And maybe I'll do a little synopsis on Transformers uh, Rise of the Beasts if I get a chance to go see it. Saturday, Brian will be at the Salty Nerd podcast studio. Uh, he's actually going to Vegas this weekend, right, Brian? And assuming, he's going assuming to Assuming I get my work done because my, my, my week has been horrible. Yeah, I know. And so he's going to be there live with them. So you that's a, that's a don't want to miss Saturday over on their channel. And then Sunday, you're not doing popcorn? I'm planning on doing it still. So you'll be back. Okay. So I'm going to be a little late. Uh, uh, Penny wanted it to be an hour late and she's going to get her wish this week. All right. So uh, Brian's popcorn. What is it called? Popcorn. The popcorn power hour. Popcorn power hour. Okay. Got it. The popcorn power (laughs) hour. All right. You guys, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. And then, uh, and then on Monday we've got, as of right now, uh, we've got Tom Constantino coming on Monday's Raw Rant show, and he's going to be uh, talking about the Orville and what are the chances of a season four. And uh, we'll also have that non-spoiler review for Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and it's going to be a fun week next week. And, of course, don't forget our Saturday video coming out uh, that's going to be talking about um, uh, Star Trek Legacy and the search for Shaw. So Yeah, I want to highlight this real quick. Oh, my God, if you can dial the hot tub with a ring when the ring rotated and lit up the chevrons. Yeah, oh, that'd be awesome. Well, here we go. We'll see you in the member section. Boys no, 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 no. Don't leave. Don't leave. we got to spin the wheel. Oh, God. Got to spin the wheel for Ken. All right. Congratulations, Kenneth LaRoque. We're you spinning the today. wheel. Are you ready, Ken? What is he going to get? Are you ready, Ken? Drum roll, please, sir. Here we go. Boom. <laughs> I hope it's something good. Podcast hat. Okay. All right. Kenneth LaRoque, you know how to contact us 100%. So let us know whether you'd like Brian's or I guess uh, mine. I'll put it here. My hat. Let us know which one you want. And uh, we'll send that off to you up there to the uh, the great white Canada. Mine's better. I, I like mine better. It matches my shirt. Whatever. Okay. Okay. All right. That's it. We are out of here. Love you guys. Love you guys. See you next time. Because.